you don't get to attack a hospital, then go on a fishing expedition to look for proof. That's not how the law of war works. You have to have absolute proof or otherwise the object must be treated as a exclusively civilian object protected under international humanitarian law. As we see right now, Israel doesn't have proof. They're, they're desperately searching for something that can back up the extraordinary claims they made about Al-Shu. It's big, huge command and control underneath there. Bunkers everywhere. Guns, the whole thing. Where is it, Israel? Where is it? The fact that you're looking for it means you didn't know for certain it was there. You're guessing, and therefore you're guilty of murder, mass murder, a war crime. Every Israeli officer, every Israeli civilian authority associated with the attack on this hospital is guilty of a war crime and should be prosecuted as such. This isn't an accident. This isn't a mistake. The law of war is clear, and Israel has violated it 100%. People need to get angry. People need to start getting angry. I, I'm tired of people going, well, we're just going to have a civil civil discussion. Imagine your child dead right now in the hospital. Imagine your mother going in for surgery and dying in the recovery room because she can't get the medical care she needs. It's time for everybody to get angry. Israel no longer gets a pass. This isn't about anti-Semitism. I'm not anti-Semitic. This is about calling out a regime, the Netanyahu regime, as a war criminal regime. And they must be recognized as such and treated as such. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Saturday, November 18th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. Very difficult topic to focus on today, and it is a focus yet again on on one main topic with some follow-up on some other stories in general or other parts of the story in general but I want to say a couple things to start today, specifically covering the allegations of rape on October 7th and, and the claims that have followed that have been shown to be provably false in, in some cases. I want to say, first of all, that it just I want I just damn them for making me have to cover this the way that that has to be covered, because it's really frustrating to me that this no matter how objective this is, no matter how much we can prove what I'm going to show you, as we already briefly pointed out before, is obviously an old image that was used. I've only just now caught them de- deleting it over the last couple of days with no comment, despite that being one of the primary images that have been shown and used by the corporate media and even cited as one of the things people keep saying they saw, which is important for today, even though we can prove at be- at the- it was 2022 at least. I think it's been used a lot of times before then, but I've got evidence showing on Twitter from 2022. So just so it's easy to prove, we can go with that. My point is that with, despite all of that, there will be people, dishonest people that will frame whatever I say as whatever they want it to be, but also people that are just played by the manipulations, at least as I see it, that will see what I'm doing is trying to downplay the horrific things that happen, which is the last thing I'm trying to do. It's not like I'm seeking out rape stories to debunk. It's not what I'm... That's just, 
It's just, it's so frustrating that I even have to say that. It's because I care about the truth, as I know all of you do, that we should absolutely care whether or not these things have been verified to have happened. And that's not to say that we should therefore deny anything. It just means that we should be waiting for evidence to then be able to say this did happen. Not every corporate media in the world on October 8th saying rapes and beheaded babies and everything they were told, which most of which has been walked back even by the IDF. So today we're going to go over an important development on this story. And I went further into the other topics we discussed and fleshed out the points around, you know, the top top of my head. Remember, I'll look really quickly, just the different articles we've already touched on. For example, the the, the uh, Guardian article or Times of Israel article about the evidence lacking around the rape conversation. And we're going to go through it quite deep and talk about why it's obvious using their own information coming from Israel's data, data and, and corporate media. And then what now CNN is claiming to investigate and showing you that they're inherently contradictory and pointing at things we have already been proven to know. I've already proven are false. Even if you want to pretend it was just a mistake. Oops, we grabbed the wrong picture. The point is that they are still pointing to these things in their current investigations that we can tell right now never actually happened in that one circumstance. And the other thing to say is that I'm not trying to pretend that that this didn't happen. I don't know is the point. As an investigative journalist or aggregator of information or however you see this, it matters to me that we find out for sure. And it should damn sure matter to the people investigating it. You know, the Israeli government for the families and people involved so they can know or Rather, I guess, you know, I guess people would want to know, but for the government to be able to truly investigate and actually be able to prosecute this in the correct way, right? Does that matter? We're going to get into the lack of forensic evidence, and that's per their own statements, yet that seems to be the pinnacle reason CNN says we're looking into the, because of the forensic evidence that they right here say they don't have and never, and we'll get into it. My point is, I've said from day one, I have no doubt that people in these positions, whether Hamas members, or, you know, let's just say you think that they're the worst terrorist organization in the world or any other terrorist organization, that kind of element or a or resistance group or the U.S. government, U.S. military, Israeli military, British military. In any circumstance, I would not doubt that people in a position of war might break off and violate people, steal from people, murder people. The reason I say it like that is because it's happened in every field of war in history. And that's really disgusting. And that's what people like us are saying we should probably find a way to not go, you know, war is bad. Let's put it that way. Not to be too you know, naive about it. The point is that to say that that didn't happen would be ridiculous because I don't know it didn't happen. If I have evidence, I'll, I can prove to you that it did. If I don't, I'm going to say I don't know. And the reality is that we can tell you that there are examples of Hamas members who have taken civilian, or rather Hamas that's taken civilians. So right there, that's a crime. That's a war crime. They have committed crimes too. And then in regard to all the other allegations, there's so much that seems to pepper or flavor this conversation, like the examples of people in Israel, Israelis, and members of the kibbutz security team that are telling you on the record that they saw IDF members shoot hostages. And I've got a point on that today that I got right before I went live, where now we have a Hebrew article in, in Haaretz admitting on the record that they shot people at the festival. So we can't, and I'm, we'll get to that. And this is, I, I, could, I probably would have put that in the title if I'd have seen it earlier. So now we're not able to ask whether some of the horrible things might have been done accidentally or on purpose. Of course we can. So now I don't want people to frame this as me trying to dispute that this happened. I'm trying to find out if it happened so we can know that it happened. So then we can report it accurately. Why that wouldn't matter to people is pretty damn alarming. Now, 
There's a lot more things I could say to start, but we're going to focus just on that. And I'm going to go into a couple of extra points around it that I think kind of add more context to the bigger picture. But right out of the gate, I want to start with uh, a couple of things that are interesting, just you know, on the note of censorship, because we're going to start with a point about Twitter in regard to this topic in general that I think is very relevant. But I just thought it was interesting. Not that I even I bear Facebook is probably the least important, well, of the main platforms, the least important platform to me. But I just said, like I just the show I just posted, even mainstream media begins to address Israel's blatant lies. Okay, well they did very clearly, and the tunnel. They're claiming they found has been roundly shown, even according to artificial intelligence, uh, chat GPT kind of analysis, which I don't trust, but also including people there, people or the fact that even corporate media is now going. They didn't find what they claimed. Realize they're claiming they found the tunnel and command center. And then everyone's like they didn't find it. That's pretty interesting. My point is I put I posted this show and then Facebook removes it. <laughs> I don't even get an I don't even tell me why anymore. They just go, you're bad. Get out of here. That one doesn't count. I just think it's funny how often that happens. On the note of censorship, I figured I'd include that. Now, one other thing. Oh, actually, this I should have done this first. This isn't censorship. I'm going to show you a couple more censorship points. I want to make a comment about this. I just saw a, a part of, anyway, Scott Horton, who I've invited on for an interview, have a debate with, I think it was Will Chamberlain. And, you know, it was pretty a measured and kind of, you know, amicable debate. But I still find half of what Will was saying in regard to trying to argue that what they're doing is justified in Gaza. It's just I don't even know how anybody can logically make that argument unless you just feel that you're allowed to hurt people because you were hurt. And it just doesn't make any sense to me from a human standpoint. Anyway, that aside, Scott made a great uh, started off with a point that, you know, look, I'm not anti-Semitic. Now, people can always argue that he is and doesn't know it, but that's a really complex and ridiculous thing to say, ultimately, because if they don't know it, then you know, I quite frankly think that racism needs intent. That'd be my opinion. But anyway, the point is that he said, I'm not anti-Semitic, right? I just, we you know, and then the obvious elaboration, I'm trying to point out the facts and I'm objective about this and I care about the reality of both sides. And any kind of pushback, it's labeled anti-Semitic. And I think a lot of people are starting to see that. That's not to say that there aren't anti-Semites. There's plenty of racist, disgusting people in the world that hate all sorts of people. My point is that I was recently uh, talking, oh, just this morning with Jeremiah, who I we, we just rescheduled our interview. I was talking about yesterday. Somebody sent him something because he was going to have me on going, you shouldn't talk to him because he's bad and he you know, has lost the plot with this whole topic. And it's like, <laughs> so apparently I've lost the plot or I've gotten bias with this by saying the same things I've been saying on this topic for 14 years or whatever the time frame is, right? My point I'm always trying to show you is that I, I've changed my stance on some ways, but I've I looked back at what I was saying. And I think all that really happened was I've learned more in no ways. Have I really even shifted major positions and a lot of pretty much anything that I, if I'd love to, I'm sure it might've happened. If I have an example, you show me. But in this topic, I have been making the same argument about occupied Palestine, about Zionism for the far back as you want to look. So for them to suddenly think that I've shifted now, because I don't even honestly think that's what they think. I think that they're trying to scare him away from interviewing me. My point is, though, that first of all, the consistency on this topic is important. And I've shifted into it because this topic is worldwide important. I frankly think most people already agree with that and see that, including my audience. But I think it's interesting that they're pushing at this. Now, then secondarily, they send him a bunch of comments. Look at all the things his audience are saying and bit shoot. <laughs> I told him, frankly, I said, go look up a video about puppies and ice cream and you're going to find gross comments on bit shoot. Bit shoot is a horrifying comment section, which be free speech, man. But that's the point. You have a right to go. You're all gross. You know, my point is, if you read all these, it's all a bunch of things that never have I said. Never will I even 
you will never see this kind of stuff in the actual T-Lab audience. Ultimately, in my sense of like the core, you know, Discord or in the comment section, so on. In like the, right now in the chat. My point is that you will find people that one, will have this opinion and no way does that reflect on what I think. And secondarily, do we really not think or understand that there is absolutely efforts out there to put these kind of comments in the chats who are genuinely critical of Israel's government policy to make it look like they're secretly anti-Semitic? I, I can literally prove to you that that is an operation undergoing. And it's not even just from Israel's perspective. You can have things in the same way happening from U.S. manipulations in Iran and Syria in totally different contexts. It's what they do. I wanted to make that point. I should have started with it so it wasn't disjointed. But nonetheless, I wanted to make sure we saw that that's something that is happening and it's everywhere. Now, on to more censorship in general. I wanted to show you this from, uh, thank you to We Are All Love now is the name. <laughs> From Instagram, this person saying, just got this notification. It says, your account can't be shown to non-followers. And just, it's just, it's not new. It's just, it's every, and it's happening very, uh, uh, and a renewed aggression in regard to censorship right now because of this topic. It's everywhere. And you know what that shows us? The pressure being applied by the lobbyists, by the politicians, by the very Zionist manipulation we're constantly trying to point out. And, and to, for those that want to make that somehow secret about Jews, it's not. Zionism is only one aspect of the kind of manipulation we're talking about. I can spend 45 hours showing you how the CIA and the FBI, all sorts of groups do it. We're just happening to focus on the control structure of Israel right now. But feel free to pretend we're racist by pointing out governmental manipulation, because that makes a lot of sense. Now, on the censorship of Hive that I just showed you yesterday, very interesting, by the way. So I, what I was showing you was that they were all zeroed out. Even though, for those that don't know the platform, it's just another kind of digital uh, blockchain-based kind of platform. And you post it and you get upvotes and based on the upvotes, you can get some money. But it's very minimal for the most part, unless you're super pro prolific. And I really don't care about Hive other than just another place to post my content. But I thought it was strange. So I posted it on Hive and I said, hey, why is this happening? And hey, I got an answer. Apparently, you have this kind of hierarchy of hive that are like the whales they call them the largest accounts that basically it means that with their upvote they can you know your their upvote can give you a hundred dollars or a huge amount because they've got so much clout because they've been there so long and also their downvote can remove all of your money if you've only got you know five ten bucks showing up there so apparently as they say these people the adam or whatever and steam cleaners are downvoting you and and th this person explains why they basically are saying that i'm posting stuff on here but not engaging enough. So therefore I don't count. <laughs> that's a really silly thing to do on a platform. That's about posting content. Like I don't. So anyway, you get the, I, I quite frankly, don't buy it. I frankly think it's obvious. The timing of when this started is pretty central around how I started focusing on Israel, but you know, I'll go ahead and let you guys decide for yourselves. Either way, it's pretty silly that you've got these weird little pockets of groups that feel that they can just, you know, it's, it's censorship at the end of the day. That's what we're talking about. Not in this case, I would argue this is more about financial manipulation, but in the general sense, we're talking about people that are controlling the flow of information in every single corner. And of course, here we come to Twitter, which it is still Twitter, seeing it's how it's twitter.com and everybody everywhere is forced to go X, formerly known as Twitter. Why don't we just call it Twitter? Seeing as how nobody knows if you say X, people still don't recognize what that means. New York Post, Apple suspends ads on X after Elon Musk endorses anti-Semitic post, which I wasn't, I mean, I don't actually know exactly what post they're referencing, but I find it hard to believe that's what it was. It's probably some post about critical of Israel. They just, that's everything's anti-Semitic that's critical of Israel, according to anybody controlling the flow of information, which is not accurate. 
that that I think is important to what happened next, which was this, which I have the tweet right here. First, this person says decolonialization is the woke version of jihad. <laughs> These people are absolute clowns. I mean, think about what you're saying. Decolonialization. Okay, so colonialization is a bad word. We all, everybody pretends we all agree with that, but the government secretly don't because that's what they still do. But the funny thing is that that's, that is occupation. That is genocide. Not always, obviously, but pretty commonly colonialization comes hand in hand with genocide of, of populations like the Native American population or the Palestinian population. The point is to then say decolonialization, it's almost paradoxically Exactly. I mean, th this is we're, we're, my point is, if we're all saying colonialization is bad and we're now this new society that recognizes those things aren't allowed anymore. And then I say, well, decolonialization, then by by default, by by uh, Jesus, I can't de deductive logic would therefore mean good. Right. Colonialism, bad. Then decolonization would be good. But no, not in this weird backwards mental gymnastics world we live in, because now decolonialization is being directed and pointed at what Israel is doing. Like we need to stop them from colonializing this area. So therefore, uh oh, now that's a bad word. But OK, so if colonialization is bad and decolonialization is bad, I, I, explain that for me. Obviously, you get the point. It's really stupid. The point is that anything that's being used to be pointed at Israel is therefore racist. But eventually, you're going to find out that pretty much all their crimes are going to be like so. Now, apparently, shooting at you. Know, anyway, I'm, I'm just going to make a joke. But the bottom line is, they're committing crimes, and now anybody pointing at those crimes is somehow racist. And any measure or mechanism or vehicle through which you point at those crimes are now also being called racist. Everything under the sun is going to be racist very soon. But Elon Musk then chimes in and says, and "Remember, after being chided by ADL, who they work with, and everybody losing advertising money. Yes, he says, decolonialization necessarily implies Jewish genocide. What? So what if we're talking about the decolonialization of some African colony that has nothing to do with Israel or the Jews? You know, for the sake of conversation, doesn't have any Jews in the area. Does that still have to do with Jewish genocide? Well, obviously not. So really what you're saying is when you use the word decolonialization directed at Israeli government, that necessarily means Jewish genocide, but that's also stupid. How about, you mean there's nobody in the world? Look, how about this? I mean, I, I'm not going to waste more time on this. The point is there are entire groups of Jewish protesters who are making that statement. And you're now claiming they want Jewish genocide. That's pretty damn stupid. He goes, thus, it is unacceptable to any reasonable person. Now, what's unacceptable is this mental gymnastics where you're making pretty much anything bad that, highlight, that highlights anything that Israel's doing, including very benign statements like decolonialization, meaning the ending or the reversal of something we all know is bad. Then he says, as I said earlier this week, decolonialization and apparently from the river to the sea and similar euphemisms necessarily imply genocide the use of the word doesn't there mean there's no room in there meaning it can't not imply genocide so you're telling me literally nobody in the world who is saying from the river to the sea is just meaning something other than genocide maybe just self-determination or a free state of palestine in the area that is originally their territory what if it means they just want israel's entire population to go somewhere else now, that's probably also going to make them upset, but that's not genocide now, is it? Unless you, if, and if you think that is, then that's going on in Palestinians right now, even when you remove all the killing. The point is there's contradictions everywhere 
Calls, clear calls for extreme violence are against our terms of service. Well, then why aren't you? Well, they are in some cases, but I can show you 45 examples from the last five minutes from Israeli officials, from pro-Israel Zionists all over this platform calling for exactly that. Level it. Turn it into a parking lot. I'll bring up Lindsey Graham's tweet right now that says it's a religious war. Flatten to the ground. Burn it all down. You've seen all of these. Some of them have actually been deleted, actually. But interestingly enough, it's not a violation of your terms if it's only applied in one direction. Now, Dan Cohen makes a point that I've already made, which I think is really important. But he pulls it from a place that's even more important than what I did, which was search online, which you could do right now, which actually is probably the best time. Let me, let's just do that real quick. Oops, that wasn't what I was going to do. Here. Okay. Just for the sake of experiment, let's see what happens. So we're told this is not allowed, right? Let's see what happens. Oh, look, Jimmy Dore still has his tweet up five hours ago. I wonder if he gets erased from that. Even if, you know, even here's what's funny is even the context is he just caved over the phrase this. Okay, well, so that that's exactly to my point. So is that necessarily advocating genocide? He didn't say, I believe this. He's using it in the sake of conversation. You see, there it can't be always one thing. That's dumb. That's absolutism. But, oh, and then, and then of course, this starts trending in the United Kingdom, which is hilarious. I'm just trying to quickly glance and see if I can find, which I did last time, Israeli accounts that were doing the same thing, which is the point. You will find them everywhere. People saying Israelis. Or rather, the specific chant that I continue to see is from the river to the sea for Israeli sovereignty. Oh, it also rhymes, of course. And that's the point to Dan, where he actually finds it in this. Uh, this is, uh, oh, oh, this was, it's on, I think it's the same website we're going to show you in a minute. The Jewish uh, library something, I forget. The right of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. Look at what it says. Between the sea and the Jordan, there will be only Israeli sovereignty. Well, okay, then that means they're advocating genocide, right? Right, right, Elon? Crickets. Right, okay, so, so we're only applying that to the Palestinians. Got it. Okay, so you're a hypocrite. Okay, understood. And he points out that they're laughing at us. I flat out agree with that. Now, Max Blumenthal points out, and this gets into the idea of the APAC and, and the ADL and these different groups that are aggressively more than I've ever seen because of their losing all this face and all of the clout and all of the influence are going after, I mean, literally politicians, protest groups. Let's not forget Greenblatt just got exposed with a leaked tape where he says that they have analysts, spies inside of American protest groups. If this was, if that was an Iranian group, you would not stop hearing about that. It would be on every front page because it's huge news. No matter who it is, is a foreign entity. You've got Israeli lobbyist entities who are literally planting spies inside of American protest groups. Where are all your politicians? Where are all your right-wing America first guys? Shouldn't you freak out about that? Ah, but it doesn't matter because you're aggressively pro-Israel and then those are the, that's the side you don't want to side with. Okay, so, you know, the, the two-party paradigm is always breaking logic. But think about how wild that is. Spying on them, and this Jews for Peace were one of them. But he writes, APAC, you know, wildly influential group, has made an ad pointing out that every Republican voted for, basically for their ongoing genocide, not not to stop, not for a ceasefire with American dollars, of course, except Thomas Massey. 
It says huge badge of honor for the one few, few members of Congress who actually uphold their stated principles. In this case, I agree with that. Why does Israel historically get, as Tommy Mas- Massey, Thomas Massey writes, more foreign aid than any other country? Because they have the most aggressive lobbyists working for them. Uh-oh. I, I mean, very recently, that very statement was said by, I forget who it was actually now. And it was this huge, bro, oh my God, it was racist. You're suggesting that they're using money to influence politicians. Yeah, that's called lobbying, you absolute morons. But they made a whole thing about it. You can't suggest that Israeli lobbyists are using money to influence politicians. Well, that's their job. <laughs> I mean, you guys remember that, right? It was unbelievable. Well, now you're like, the point is he's stating it because it's a fact. They do have the most aggressive lobbyists in the world, as far as I could tell, and they're using them. He says, I voted not to send another $14.3 billion overseas, so now they're running ads on radio, TV, and Facebook against him. So let's just make sure you understand this. We're talking about a massive Israeli-backed and Israeli lobbyist group who's not just trying to get, you know, lobbying on behalf of their government of Israel to get what they want in Congress, which is exactly what they do. Any lobbying group, but I don't know why that's something we don't care about when you've got governments doing it in to manipulate and actually circumvent your will as Americans. But now they're going after specific politicians and putting out hit pieces on them because they didn't vote the way they want. So just understand how much further that goes, not just trying to, you know, bribe them, which is what lobbying really is to do what they want, because that's and understand that happens in every lobbying group and every politician. All of them take this kind of money from all sorts of different lobbying groups, as far down as just like Big Pharma or guns or anything else. But to then go further, and let's just they don't take your money, and then to make a hit piece about them because they didn't. I mean, it's like they don't even recognize how their aggressive actions look to the world now. The, the Zionist mask has been exposed, in my opinion. Here's what it said. Oh, you know what? Did I uh, make sure I didn't... Make sure I didn't miss that. Oh, it looks like I did. Hold on one sec. Thomas Massey. Huh. Hold on. I guess I... I always do this. You guys always laugh at me, I'm sure. <laughs> I know I have it somewhere, but I'd rather just do this real quick so I don't have to wait. And I'll see it right after I'm done downloading it. I just want you to hear what they... What This is actually pretty chilling, the way that they... Oh. Oh. I, that is the video. Never mind. And, it, and there you go. I was right. It's right in front of me. And I'm wrong. Here it is. Big babies. They raped women. They tortured the elderly, and then they took over 200 hostage in Gaza. Right, so starting off with all of the propaganda, right? The things that we're going to get into the rape allegation, the beheaded babies story has already been walked back by everybody, but they still say it. They still roll it out. People with draped in Israeli flags screaming at people on the street. Doesn't make it real. Understand, that's not insensitive. That did not happen. According to Haaretz's stated age groups, According to the IDF telling you that, or according to CNN apologizing twice, which I've never seen in my life. Yeah, but let's just keep pretend. Let's just keep letting them say it because that's how atrocity propaganda works. Now, also note how it's gone down to twelve hundred, now two hundred, as opposed to two hundred and forty and fourteen hundred. Just, just, just casually shift things around. We'll just keep. That's all fact. It was fourteen hundred and two forty, and you're a liar if you say otherwise. Now they roll it back. Now, you- okay, so we can't pause and go. But you were wrong a second ago, and you asserted as fact what you didn't know was fact happens every time congress has voted to condemn hamas and stand with israel every republican voted to stand with israel every republican except for one kentucky's tom massey on israel tom massey votes with aoc to leave and omar over and over 
It's a disgrace. Call right. So because you know you get the point, just like Laura Loomer, because Muslims are bad, right? They're gross and bad and dangerous, according to these people. But that's not racist, guys. That's just the facts, right? And all Palestinians are gross and terrorists, right? That's that's what they want you to believe. That's just the reality, despite all the evidence against the to the contrary. But because this guy voted in the way that he believes in, they have to make him a. He says because they're bad too. Is it not just possible that he disagrees? Is that not okay with you that a politician doesn't blindly go along with what you? Apparently not. Now I'm not defending the the crew, whatever they call them. Quite frankly, I don't agree with 99 percent of what they do. But at the end of the day, it's very clear they're not going. Yay, Hamas! We love. They're saying free Palestine, and that just becomes you're a pro terrorist, Hamas loving, baby rape murdering lover. I mean, it's just it's 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 cartoonish. And again, I say it a thousand times a show. That's why they've lost support. In my opinion, just kind of putting my finger in the air, I would put it at something like, and this is a complete guess, but I, I feel like the vast majority of the world, as even Israel starting to point to, but saying Hamas is doing it, like 80% of the world is seeing right through this. And that's why they're all very concerned about this. That's why there's now ICC investigations blank, aimed at Blinken and Biden and Netanyahu, and seemingly the Israeli population support that. It's crazy. Call Tom Massey. Tell him it's time to stand with Israel. Isn't that alarming? Like, just the idea that they would even do that? That's wild to me. Now, oh, and then Max responds to Elon Musk's tweet saying, the Israeli lobby is the most powerful. I think he meant insidious. Is, that, is, is invidious? Oh, it is apparent. Invidious is uh, likely to arouse or incur resentment or anger. No, I think he meant insidious. Either way, invidious or insidious force within the censorship industrial complex and therefore one of the greatest threats to free speech in the West. Wholeheartedly agree with that. Elon Musk has just caved to it while inadvertently acknowledging that Israel Israel is a settler colonial entity, right? Right, because you can't can't say decolonialization now because that's uh, that's the kind of the point that I was trying to make before. And again, this is coming from a man from South Africa that's very aware of apartheid yet can't piece this together or doesn't want to or doesn't care. Well, while they're telling you you can't use words that don't mean genocide, here are some examples of literal genocide advocation, but that's okay because they're saying the very exact thing on the nose, not from the river to the sea or decolonialization. Oh, genocide! No, 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 they're just calling for genocide, and that's okay. Israeli Channel 14 host Shai Golden says that that Israel, get this, guys, is prepared to, quote, fight with the United States and the whole world, too. Well, that, we, where have we heard that before? Isn't that what we're told the Hamas wants or that Russia wants or any person they're in the moment aiming at that they want to overtake the world? And if we let them win, they'll do you next. Oh, yeah, that's the common tactic. Well, right here. Oh, my point was, isn't that what we're told Hamas wants, even though they don't say that? Well, here's a Zionist saying that. I'm call yom. Now it's now there. I, I usually don't play it on this when there's a uh, when it's subtitles, but I really wanted you to see it. So he says, and we will tell you what we tell you every day. We are coming. We are coming to Gaza. We are coming to Lebanon. Right. So so right there, coming to Iran. Make sure you understand this is not like we're coming for Hamas. No. There, he's making it clear right out of the gate that this is an all-out effort. All of Gaza, we're coming for you too. And to be clear, because I'm not a ridiculous, object, broad-stroke moron like most of the people at corporate media, 
this is just one person in the corporate media in Israel. Doesn't mean every single person thinks the same way, but it is an indication that there is some kind of a common thread in what they're saying when you can look at what he's saying and then also see them saying it too. Very different than assuming based on one person that they all think what they haven't said. That's what they're doing. He says, we will come everywhere. Everywhere. Can you imagine how many we are going to kill? How many of you we are going to, how, how many of you we are going to kill? On each of the 1,300 people, so 1,200, 13, 14, you know, whatever, whatever works that day, you killed, kidnapped, you did not see these numbers in all Arab history. I assure you that it will come, in case you are confused, I assure you that it will come. Numbers that you did not imagine. Right, so threatening, just wholesale killing of, of people. Not Hamas, just people in general for revenge. It is possible to get them. And we are ready to enter international unity. We are prepared. Hold on, make sure. So he says, we are prepared. And we are ready to enter international unity. We are prepared to fight with the United States. And the entire world. How long will it take until all of you including all of your supporters, go up to meet Allah. Right, see, okay, it's just this blatant racist statement about murdering people who were involved. Like, this is the kind of rabid sentiment you're getting from a lot of people in this position. He says, it will, it, we will kill, it will be clear. This is the sentiment. So wait in the social media. Do a free Palestine. Do all your crying. We will destroy you. Destroy. Share this video with all your friends. Man. Just just on the nose. And here is Mr. Pompeo. We haven't heard him heard talked about him in a while, right? We lie, we cheat, we steal Pompeo. <laughs> Fat lad, jog on. I love it. He actually lost a bunch of weight, but, you know, he still looks ridiculous. But here, here he says, no ceasefire, destroy Hamas. And I said, well, I'm so completely shocked that Mike, we lied, we cheated, we stole Pompeo, supports genocide. About as shocked as when the sun rose this morning. Just it, it, And then Doom puts out, fun part is that he can call for genocide, but if you say from the river to the sea, you get banned. Zionists run this platform. And let's not forget, we've had blatant examples of this. Remember, on even on Times of Israel, they posted an article that said Palestine must be obliterated. Not Gaza, not Hamas, but Palestine. And then deleted it because, oops, we, we're not we're supposed to pretend it's only Hamas. It's crazy. And then I could show you a hundred more examples, as we've done in, in a very long segment. But also we've got examples of UN people. Remember, there was a member of the Knesset that stepped down in protest. A member of the State Department that stepped down in protest. We've got UN officials stepping down in protest. All of them citing a genocide of Palestine. But but it's not. But that's it's not genocide though. Listen to listen to your corporate media. Well, let's talk about one of the most important things in this today's focus. The the obvious example that's not deniable that they have been using an, an image that's not from 2023 that has been used and gone all the way around the world and is still being cited as one of the examples and also being pointed to as something people claim they saw. And I'll show you this, even though if the picture is from 2023 or 2022, I mean, or before it's obviously not possible that the people, the people saw this, but also means that people that went to those special screenings who claim they saw it 
are being shown an image that we can prove is from 2022. And now we can prove Israel's even deleted it from their database or rather the, you know, not, I'm not going to say that this is an Israel government database. I believe that they're involved with this, but this is something that's run. uh, I looked at it last time. In any case, this is the official kind of archive of all of the information being posted about the October 7th information. Israel's involved with this. I'm just not going to say it's like a must, you an Israeli government at a website, for example. But to make it clear, Israel used an image of a woman from at least 2022, claiming it was proof of rape at the music festival on October 7th. I'm not claiming nothing happened. I'm claiming we have yet to see evidence to verify that their allegations are correct. And I went in yesterday about the idea that they're, you know, not to be insensitive, because I'm just trying to be unemotional about it. But if there are women that have are, are claiming they were abused during this, which is just as likely as any other war. I'm not saying it didn't happen. It wouldn't surprise me, in fact, because this happens in every war, which is horrific. But if that's the case, then why haven't we been... We'll get into why. They'll talk about how they uh, they just go, but we respect their privacy. We don't want to talk to... But the point is, you guys are screaming that nobody's believing what's happening. You're using things we can prove are false, and yet nobody's being put forward to say this happened. We're being told that they said this. Doesn't that make anybody suspicious? And and also, by the way, when I started this, one of the videos that already went up before we even started the show was already downvoted. I just want to make a point about that. The crazy part about it is that the title says that they, they use something that is false. To downvote that before you even see what the show is about means that you would have downvoted it anything that was against the narrative of Israel. And at the same thing you'd see in reverse. But I just think that's very telling about the mindset of people today. Oh, you don't, you're going to say they lied? Downvote! <laughs> so you don't care if they might have lied? Yeah, apparently so. But it says, after it was revealed to be an old image that had previously been used by the IDF, Israel deleted the image with no comment. Now, here is the current version. Now, this is rough stuff in here. I also want to make a note, by the way, that in the debate with Dave Smith and Laura Loomer, the very, very, very terrible moderator in the whole thing, when they played this video, which, by the way, you can see here, body cam of a first responder, Israeli reservist arriving at the scene, they claim this was a video recorded by Hamas and said, oh, they're speaking Arabic. And no, no, they're not. So it's just it's mind blowing that people being presented as like the peak of this conversation don't even know what they're talking about. But in any case, you can see that it's not there. Here is the archive version with it right there. It's a, it's a horrifying image of a woman seen with her with her underwear pulled to the side, which is important. It's exactly what they reference. And the point is, they claim that there's two people. It's the same picture. Everything. Okay. Now, I originally saw this. For, oh, here, I'll show you what I said down here, too. Oh, I think I included it over here. Yeah, I did. Okay, just this is just the thread that I put together, and it just shows that the next image I'll show you, and that, that Max was the first one that, that caught this. <clears throat> and here's his, his original tweet. The Israeli government has published a new fake photo purporting to show a, rip, a victim of rape by Hamas militants at the, at the Nova Music Festival on October 7th. The image predates 10-7 and likely shows a female Kurdish fighter killed in action whose corpse was defiled. They are described on a Japanese website as beautiful Kurdish soldiers killed on the battlefield, which is right here. You can look at it for yourself. It's just the date's 2022. The post is dated uh, from May 2023. I think I'm pretty sure it's just 2022. In any case, it's just, it's not before October. So here's this example right here. And I believe it says, oh, I was looking at this up here saying 2022, but that says, 
May 2022. So I'm, I think he just misquoted that. In any case, it's not 20, It's not October 2023. But he says the foreign ministry has published this here. I mean, that's where we're looking. Below is the original photo beside the one just published by Israel's Hamas massacre site, which is their site. Presented, but my, my point in saying that is I don't believe it's just run by the Israeli government, but I guarantee you they're influencing how that happens. That's just my opinion. I, do, I don't really know who runs it exactly, but it is promoted by Israel. Now, here, Jotam Confino, who's been one of the earliest people we pointed to, foreign editor, Jewish News, UK, forest correspondent for all bunch of different corporate media outlets. Daily Mail, Haaretz, The Sun, Times Radio, you know, all the worst. He was one of the first ones that said, I got to see the personal screening and it was everything they said it was. You know, no, you can't verify anything. Some of the things he said then have already been proven to be false. And here's another example. So this was Max's tweet, and that's why he includes this guy's thing right here, November 14th. And here's what it says. <clears throat> Just the one part that matters. Two dead women lying in the grass, the music festival, right? One has the underwear taken half off. And this, this, they're referencing this exact image because this is what was shown to them during the screening because this is the same stuff we're talking about. This is, I've already gone over this in the past show. So he is claiming that he saw this when Israel presented it to him. My point I'm trying to make to you is that this has already been deleted because it's not true. And here's the evidence of that in case you didn't see the last show. Not you, There's one I showed you, but this is from March 27, 2022. Mind the, you know, apology for the horrible picture because it's disgusting. So you don't need more than that. It is, it's not possible this could have been posted on 2022 if it happened in October 2023. Should be obvious. Now, interestingly enough, by the way, when we last talked about this, and I think it was this show here, I believe, and I included it. Remember, I went to the way uh, the, the tin eye and did an image, a reverse image search. Do you remember? And we got examples. I mean, look, you can see the examples right there. Tin eye picks up Twitter. All it, it picks up anything it finds on, online. But yet now, after this has been exposed, and clearly Israel deletes the image because they know that people see that it was false. Weirdly enough, tin eye shows zero matches. You know why that's very important? Because one of those was an earlier IDF use of that image. You guys, you guys that watch the show remember that. Now I can't find that, which to my frustration, I don't need that image to prove that it's an old image, but I wanted to show that they had used it before. Now it's showing zero. Now they got just one of those glitches, apparently. In any case, where were we here? So again, just to rehash, rehash the point is that this image was posted at least November 13th or before, or I think it was earlier than that. It was deleted just in the last so many days. It's no longer there and it's gone, which should really bring into question a lot of this stuff and whether we, I mean, this is the point I'm trying to make. Most of these videos are impossible to verify. You don't know who's actually filming. You can't see who's actually shooting. You know, there's a lot of this stuff or just after the fact, graphic images of a lot of stuff. And if you know, they've already lied. Why would we take anything at face value? Quite frankly, why would we ever from anybody? That's just being objective. But I covered this in this show. This one was called Revealed that Israel Built a Command Center and Tunnel System under Al-Shifa, which is also on Wikipedia. They did it in 1983. Between then and 2005, they were working on it. And I believe it was re revealed in the early 2000s that they had done this, and now it's public knowledge. They built it during a working hospital. So, so they're the ones that use hospitals, apparently. And then they still don't show you anything in Al-Shifa, but we'll come back to that. But here we're getting into the current narrative. And this, this is not, this is posted on November 9th. And we're going to follow up on this to what they're currently arguing, which is that now they're initiating a new investigation. But let me show you why that is impossible based on what they already admitted. So fake image. Now it's deleted. 
no comment. Israel knows that they're kind of cultivating this image with no, or the, the, the narrative with no accountability for why they're removing, adding, altering, taking a video unedited, uncut truth, and then editing it and putting it back out. Now, this is from, and then remember, this was uh, pointed out by uh, Narween, uh, uh, Narween, why am I forgetting her name? Sharmeen Narwani, I believe. Definitely somebody you should follow. I'm just having a brain fart on her name. She pointed this out, and we covered it already, but we have yet to go through it with you on the show and give you some important points. This is the, this, I think this is important. It says, a mid-war and urgent need to ID bodies. Evidence of Hamas's October 7th rapes slips away. This was November 9th. This is on the way back machine. It says Times of Israel investigates how a mass casualty event in a war zone made forensic determination impossible. Now, I'm not sure you got maybe those of you that have been following the settlements more closely over the years. Do they just do they feel that all of these kibbutzes are in war zones or are they only deciding it's now a war zone, I guess, indefinitely after what happened? Because they keep saying this. You'll see in the article. I just don't know if whether they kind of, I mean, arguably they are because you're literally very close to, I mean, you're in an occupied territory. Israel has brought civilians into occupied, disputed land. I mean, so they're the ones responsible for bringing them into a location that puts them at risk, knowing that they have the right to armed rebellion as an occupied territory, not to hit civilians. But when they bring civilians into an area, that's the fault of Israel for their whatever that happens. But Hamas attacking civilians would still be a crime. You see, that's not what's happening now as they pretend Hamas is there. Therefore, we, nothing we do counts. Well, yeah, they might be responsible if you can prove they're holding civilians, but you're still responsible for not caring that you kill them. It works both ways. That's why everyone's calling this out. But anyway, follow up on that point with me. I'm very curious about that because they're claiming these are war zones. My point in saying that is that that means that they're very, they're acknowledging they're putting people in these areas, or it means that they're sort of maintaining a militarized zone well after the fact, at a place that is no longer being attacked, which suggests, in my opinion, there's a, you know, sort of a, a Lahaina level cover up of whatever might have happened there, which I think we can damn well prove right now that they've, they're trying to hide the fact that they killed their own people. They're trying to hide the fact that hostages know they did that and likely trying to, in my opinion, hope they don't come home going to the, 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 the length of potentially killing them with their own bombing so they don't come out and say, hey, they didn't hurt me. They gave me all the food I needed. They gave me feminine hygiene and then shake their hand before you go home. You, re you realize that every one of the people they've released have said that and are still saying that. Everyone, they, they're making them say it. Well, explain how that makes sense. I'm not saying that means everybody else is not already dead. They're torturing. I don't know. I would never say it if I don't know. Well, I might accidentally in passing or say my opinion, but the point is I'm not going to claim I know what's going on over there, but I'm going to tell you we can see that they're telling you that they weren't hurt. Why that doesn't play a factor on, on people's minds means that they don't care other than the agenda. Honest, objective people will say, oh, well, that's interesting. That's kind of the opposite of what we heard. But it says Hebrew language media reported on Wednesday that the Israel Police Investigations Unit has been collecting evidence from terrorist interrogations, witness testimony, and various footage sources. I, okay, so remember, they say up here, their investigates, they or makes forensic determination impossible. That's and we'll go into it. They mean that. They didn't, they didn't take any forensic tests. So very early in this conversation, you can very clearly point out they don't know. Now, look, you can see a woman who has been defiled in very obvious ways and be able to claim that. 
I'm not disputing that if somebody who did who did go through this process and saw that wouldn't be able to determine if, you know, depending on, I mean, obviously, like, a woman with her clothes off, I would argue, would be an indication, right? But if something a, a more violent, my point is that you can say, yes, it's clear that something happened. But then the argument in this article specifically is that forensic tests need to be done to be able to determine if that actually happened instead of just saying, that's what I believe happened. That's an important distinction from a legal standpoint. Anybody arguing otherwise doesn't really care about this other than using this in one way, or at least more cares about the agenda than the people we're talking about here. But on top of that, you have a person that's there and somebody comes up afterward, but we don't know the context of what actually happened. We don't know if the scene was manipulated by people that are trying to cover up what they just did in, in regard to the Israeli military. I mean, look, these are things that have happened already in the past with Palestinians with the Zionist origin of what happened in, in the creation of the state of Israel. I mean, guys, this is not a new topic. They have done some of the most horrific things you could possibly imagine. I would not put it past them from mutilating bodies to art to make it look like something happened. I'm not saying that happened. I'm saying that is something that we should consider as a possibility as they're already being caught for killing their own people with basic disregard and then trying to lie about it or any number of other things. So they're saying interrogations, witness, witness testimony, and footage. Not forensics. So that's what they're saying not going forward. Interrogations, obviously, are hard to take at face value when you know that they're being interrogated. That's a classic understanding, despite people arguing otherwise right now because it suits their interests. Post Specifically, post-Guantanamo Bay, we all came to understand that information taken through interrogation is rarely viable or it can point is that people will say whatever they need to to get you off of whatever and look people have already been shown to have been tortured by israeli police by settlers by the military that's been reported by corporate media in the west bank and elsewhere at witness testimony well that's more than anything else in the three things they're listing but we have to realize that they're using people like idf members and people involved with the power structure not to say that it means they're lying but it certainly might if we can't objectively and unemotionally real understand that people will lie for their government then what are we doing here just as a possibility and various footage sources okay well you'll see as we go through this the eyewitness testimonies from the survivors of the of the hamas attack in some which some 1400 people well that's already been rolled back murdered in 240 well, that's been rolled back to the majority of them civilians that's not true you see how this how much rapidly changes as we actually find out and all these people just report what they're told there's no caveat there not israel told us like they do when anything comes from gaza the sexual abuse committed by hamas includes acts of gang rape genital mutilation and necrophilia period right no we're told israel claims nope just that happened interesting how now we're being told there's no evidence of any of that but in the wake of the unprecedentedly large mass casualty event, you know, they're talking about October 7th, right? Even at this point, November 9th, there's way more than that that have been killed in Gaza. You're talking about mass casualty event. It's interesting, you, you know, you get the point. Physical evidence of sexual assault was not collected from corpses by Israel's overtaxed morgue facilities. Okay, so first point, they're telling you they did not get forensic evidence. Now, why would that be? Now, you could argue that, you know, you're in the midst of this massive action and, well, you know, that might make sense right there at, at, the, at first, right? So they, they get the bodies, they're focused on identification, they're in the midst of whatever they're about to do, you know, they're planning their genocide, so they move them aside. It's not hard to wrap your mind around that they wouldn't immediately look into the investigation side of it, right? Okay. Now, it says the decision 
made under the war footing of war footing and a pressing need to identify the dead to not use time-consuming crime scene investigation protocols in document to document rape cases has however fueled international skepticism over Hamas's sexual abuse of victims while it held control over parts of southern Israel well so it's interesting how you just said three paragraphs ago that it factually happened but then three paragraphs later go on to say that we were never able to prove any of that all we have is allegations that's pretty interesting and it's not it's it's what well, skepticism because you're telling us that you don't have evidence to prove it happened why would that that's justified skepticism not in in an insulting way not because it's about jews versus somebody else in any case with any individual no matter what they look like and where they're from shouldn't we need evidence to make a claim i think that's pretty basic now i should say proof really evidence evidence counts as testimony and everything else too but we would need we should need proof proving something before we go around stating that it happened. Now it says the morgue officials have not designated individual cases as rape. Okay. Because of a lack of court compliant physical proof. Pretty simple. I'm not saying that does not mean it didn't happen, but what it means is we cannot pretend that we know it did. If they're telling you that they can't prove it. In addition to survivors testimony, a slew of Israeli officials, first responders and morgue workers have stated that Hamas raped women as part of the assault. Okay, that matters if we can hear them say that. But what I keep seeing is the same things on repeat, and we're going to get into what they're actually now showing you now that they see people are pointing out that they just lied about an image and that there's no evidence, right? Today and yesterday, they've rolled out this brand new focused investigation for rape. It's very weirdly timed when they're telling you that's not going to happen because we're focused over here. But now suddenly we start pointing out they're lying and they go, oh, never mind, we'll do it right now. It's called damage control, in my opinion. Do not have the evidence. Now, they say that all these people have seen it all, but they've said a lot of things so far that have not fleshed out, like 40 babies, and we have all the evidence, and we all saw it. Biden says, I saw it. No, he didn't. He lied, right? That's my point right there. Question it. Testimony is important, but it says the Shin Bet that their FBI has released clips from videotaped interrogations attesting to their rape. Well, that may, that may be everything, but without actual forensic evidence, you could have coerced them into saying that. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant said the Hamas committed acts of rape and murder and kidnapping, in Hebrew language remarks, repeated multiple times over the past month. That's usually what most of these outlets go with, the government said, and we, we side with Israel, so that's fact. But it says, however, the government has not released explicit footage or pressed rape survivors to share their stories. If they exist is the point. Nor have the forensic services released formal reports on whether their findings were consistent with sexual abuse. But what's interesting is you literally just told us that you did not seek forensic evidence at all. A little contradictory. The seemingly official decision not to provide clear evidence of rape to international media has fed persistent criticism. Well, obviously, the official decision to not provide the evidence that would show that it happened why would that ever be an official position unless you're lying or hiding something? Mostly from abroad, and many media outlets are now framing October 7th rapes as a claim rather than a fully substantiated fact. Well, that's what it is. If you don't have the evidence to prove that it happened and you're going off what a person thinks they saw, and maybe, maybe they're right, it's a claim. 
It's weird that they're pushing back on this so aggressively when their own article admits they don't have the evidence they need. It says social media is now awash with memes parodying, quote, not believing women who are Israeli or Jewish. No, it's not. You know what that is? In fact, the thing we're going to show you next, the video they put out, that Israel put out, believe women unless they're Israeli. Look, I'm sure somebody somewhere is making arguments that are offensive and ridiculous, but as far as I can tell, it is nowhere. I don't see anybody out there pretending that we only care about rapes if we don't care if they're Israeli. Like, that's crazy. I don't see Palestinians making that argument. As much as I would tell you, I can guarantee there are some. So it's weird that they would frame this as this. It's, it's all about framing it as the victim kind of concept that everybody in the world is not believing them and, and they're creating this. And it's only because they're Jewish. That's basically the same ten, the tactic that's used every time. And maybe that exists in some cases. I can guarantee it does somewhere. But the vast majority of people that I see just want evidence to report something. Amazing. You know, Twitter files, I guess that changed everything, right? They think, well, just give them an image and it'll work. Now, here is one of the images they show, saying this is one of the proven things we can show. Well, it's not. The Gray Zone broke this down in the article we've already shown you. And it was very well done. The point is, from in experts that are going over the data, the way that after rigor mortis, the way the body was left, the way it was set, it's very clear she was taken out of the seat of a car. That's coming from people that actually analyzed this. So they took her out of the seat of the car after she was dead is the point, and put her on the ground, and then took her clothes off, it seems. When this is most likely, more than anything, somebody who was killed as they were fleeing the festival, either as hostages, most likely as detainees. Just like the car we showed you of a Hellfire missile they still claim was Hamas, even though they clearly don't have the ability to do that. This is why people are seeing through their arguments. It's very clumsy propaganda. And quite frankly, grotesque. You're using real people. In fact, you're using your own citizens to manipulate people's view. Now, then ask, are they willing to go farther than that? Now it says, the seemingly official decision, which we just read, it says lawmakers said that the compl- one of the lawmakers in Israel said that the compilation of the raw attack footage did not show evidence of women being raped. Of course, after that, they they call for her resignation. How, how dare you not toe the line? Times of Israel investigation is centered on evidence collected from the bodies of those slaughtered on October 7th. An editorial decision was made not to pursue leads to survivors of sexual abuse. And the defense ministry declined to discuss intelligence related to the treatment of Hamas had held hostages. So what are we investigating then? They didn't collect forensic evidence. All the rest of it's already public. People claiming they saw this, Israel saying they found that, still images we can't verify. So your investigation's over, apparently. Because you reached out, they said, we won't give you it because we won't want to discuss what's going on with the held hostages that we likely will lie about anyway. And then they say they won't pursue the leads to the people they claim exist that we are questioning. Do you think that's how that would go? Look, I'm not trying to be insensitive. As I've said many times, even though, you know, I know the people that already know that about me are going to understand that anyway. I'm only saying that people that won't care that I think that. The point is that I don't believe this right now. I don't believe that what we're talking about is this body of people that, like, here, this is why it doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so you're telling me that they took hostages, right? They took all these hostages and they killed a lot of people. The original narrative was they just massacred everybody. And we know that even the IDF went in and shot and killed people while they were being held inside of the kibbutz area and others. Now this kind of seems to have altered to where I guess there's this grouping of people that didn't get killed or taken. 
but none of them is we don't get to hear from them which again if they were uh, if they were raped that's that's horrifying and I, I they deserve their privacy but if you're trying to verify this to the world and so, so far you've used fake images things that we've debunked left and right and then you go oh but we can't talk to them and then oh and they and the IDF says we won't give evidence and we don't have any forensic you start to see a pattern here trying to be unemotional objective and that's where that shows me but I, I I don't doubt that it's possible. Now, a month after the massacre, it says the window for collecting physical evidence of rape that can stand up in court is closed, said a forensic official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Shocking. Now, here's my point. From the very early point, remember I told you, well, it's justifiable that they could, you know, they're in the midst of a war. They see it as and what they're going to do, and they don't have the time to stop and do the invest the, the, in, the forensics, right? Three days go by. Four days go by. Five days go by. Okay, at what point do you realize, okay, we clearly have time. Not Military is doing a thing. So we're, you have all these forensic officials. You've got medical examiners. Are they over there fighting in Gaza? No. So explain for me why a week can go by and nobody decides to find out. I don't buy it. To say that they didn't do it because they were focused elsewhere on what? What are the medical examiners and forensics officials, where are they focused on? That's This is their job. And we're going to pretend that a week went by and nobody decided to find out. Remember, they were saying rape on day one. And we already know that on day one they hadn't done forensics, so they were lying. Or at the very least, they were saying it without knowing that that was the case. Now, on this point, they let a week go by. And now they go, oops, too late. Now we can't even find out for sure. Because Hamas. That's what they're doing. Now, it says under good conditions, authorities would have ha would have had about a week to collect evidence from bodies if they were promptly found and professionally handled. Right. Now, look, there's examples or arguments about how they were badly mutilated or burned, which we arguably know was largely because of IDF burning and shooting down houses that burned people alive inside, which was even Hamas members. They've now admitted 200. That's why I went down to 1,200 instead of 1,400 were Hamas members that were burned because they were killed inside the homes that they shot alongside of hostages. It's all verified now. So the point is that week went by and either they made sure they didn't do this or direct, you know, either they, either they made, they told them not to do it or those people aren't there. Or rather, I'm, I mean, I, I mixed two points in regard to the people that were killed. There's no reason they wouldn't end up finding out in a week's time when that's their job. And secondarily, the people, no, I guess that's the only real point. I really, I, just, I think it's important that we really understand that this doesn't add up and there's no explanation for why they wouldn't have tried to figure it out, especially when people want to know what happened and they're already making the claim. Now it says the circumstances of the mass casualty event and the ongoing war contaminated crime scenes or did not allow for the collecting of relevant evidence. How so exactly? This is a broad statement that, you know, war and, you know, dangerous stuff. And so it made it not possible. But that you, and your article already contradicts that. You already claimed that they had, they, they decided not to because of war. And now you're saying, well, a week went by. Oh, but then it was also because the war and didn't allow for the collecting. I don't believe that. Michael Levin Elad, head of the National Forensic Investigative Division of the Israeli Police, spoke with the Times of Israel on October 31st and said that the base's, quote, prime mission is to identify victims. We were not concerned with how they died or what happened. Explain that for me. 
the head of the National Forensic Investigative Division is telling you, clearly because of their direction, he's not making decisions, the government, the military, he was told, in my opinion, just based on how I think hierarchies work, that we don't care about how they died, find out who they are so we can tell their families. Now, why would that make sense? I mean, I'm talking about the day one or two or three or four. I'm talking about after with a week period where a lot happened every day that we're pretending they just was told we don't because I believe it either didn't happen to these people that they have killed or whatever did happen was done after the fact to make an argument or they're just selling you on a wholesale narrative that they can't prove. And so they just want it to go away or but there's all atrocity propaganda. Now, it's going to insult plenty of people. I'm not saying I believe all of that. I'm saying those are all possible which anybody claiming otherwise is just being a child because it makes them upset. Quote, we try to bury the dead as soon as we can, and we try not to make the process longer. So all these arguments that we're just trying to get it out of the way, well, okay, if that's the case, fine. I'm not dismissing that, that maybe you just want to get it, put it behind you. Then you can't go on claiming that people, all these women were raped if you don't have evidence for it, and you clearly seem to suggest that you never even wanted to find out. Doesn't seem like it makes sense to me. It is not clear whether some bodies continue for further forensic processing after identification is made or if rape kits were ever collected. Well, they just said they didn't. That's a quote from them. A police spokesperson refused to answer a question about the rape kits, saying instead, this is not the point of this place. Well, that's pretty damn suspicious. Something's going on. It's very clear that this is a hush-hush topic. Speaking on the October 26th, on October 26th, Greneman said he found a body of a woman at Kibbutz Be'ere. You know, the place, the, the specifically the place we can prove that the IDF killed Israeli citizens. According to them, by the way, and even according to the Kibbutz security head. But he says he found a body of a woman lying face down on a bed, unclothed from the waist down. She had been shot in the back of the head. Right. Okay. So from his perspective, he's, that's one of the arguments they're making. He feels she was raped. And he goes on to, to deliver other graphic discussion. My point is, he doesn't know what happened before that. It's it's something we have to ask with the kind of actions done by the entities, the Zionist entities we're talking about in the past and th during the Palestinian occupation. Whether or not they might set the scene to make that argument because they know they killed their own people. Seems very logical to me, if not horrifying to think about. Now, it says some emergency workers, he acknowledged, did photograph other scenes and sent pictures directly to official authorities. Now, look, you can read this. There's graphic stuff. My point is that if he's just relaying what he saw after the fact and not knowing who committed that, not for sure, then it's not really relevant. The point is bad things happened, but we should care about how we can prove what happened. And look, if let's just put it this way. If we, if we didn't know for sure that the IDF killed their own people, well, it would be much harder to lean into this direction to just assume wholesale away from what seems where the evidence point, right? But we're at a point where we know, per their own testimony, that the IDF either killed them because of indiscriminate lack of concern for them, or were literally ordered to kill Israeli police, Israeli military inside that one location they bombed, then blamed Hamas, and the houses that they knew were in with hostages. So then it makes it much more likely that they might do something along those lines to cover up or hide what they did. It's not up for debate, as much as people still don't want to hear that. Now it says, uh, he, the Times of Israel was not able to obtain images from the various government sources. So he's saying, I've got all these photos they grabbed, all these terrible, and they go, well, we couldn't get any, which cited both victim privacy and the need to protect intelligence sources. So the Israeli government is saying, we can't show you. 
But we know what happened. And if you say otherwise, you're lying and you hate Jews. It just, it begins to feel very ridiculous that this is always how this has gone. Now, we already showed you this video. The same thing. Remember the IDF telling you things they saw with no way to understand or prove what happened. Now, it says the IDF has also screened behind closed doors a 47-minute compilation of raw footage from the Hamas assault, including a video of a mutilated woman whose undergarments have been removed. That's, that's, what, that's what they're citing, guys. So you understand, they're still citing this image, even though we can prove to you that it's an old image from 2022. It's crazy to me. Now, and this gets into the secondary part is in their own words, Hamas interrogations, right? We've shown you most of these. Some of these people are shaking. This guy's shaking. You know, it's obvious they're being interrogated. They're being, at the very least, well, obviously they're being interrogated or possibly tortured. And if you know what happens to Palestinians in, in the custody of Israelis, just look at what's happening in the West Bank right now. As even the Times of Israel reported, they were urinated on, beat, sexually manipulated. I mean, this is happening constantly. So let's not pretend like they can't just make them say what they want. I don't know that happened. But if you're unwilling to ask if that's possible, then you're not being objective. Now, this is just the article from not September not, or not November 9th. Making sure you understand that, I mean, it's funny, making forensic determination impossible. And then they own citations say that they didn't get any because, you know, war focus first. So there's no evidence is the point. Now, really quickly, just the, the first part of it. It's just, this makes me so sick. This is directed at American audiences. Remember, Believe Women is the whole Kavanaugh thing. What's it, the sentiment has always been pro-Israel for most of the United States for a very long time our most important ally, and so on. So it's just very strange. It's almost like they're, you know, they're calling you racist. They're calling you, they're now directing this at any American out there that just wants evidence, that somehow you're a bad person. But now they're including the UN in this. UN women. They're making it out to be that UN doesn't care if you have a rape allegation, if you're an Israeli. Point me to one example of that happening anywhere. Now, of course, they're going to say something like what I'm doing, but that's not the case. I care about anybody in any circumstance. I just want evidence to back up all of them. To say that it's only about Israelis, which is funny because what they really mean is specifically in their propaganda campaign is that you don't care that Jews are manipulated. But because they're aiming at Americans that they kind of want to swing back to their side, they kind of went soft with it, in my opinion. But the point is the same nonetheless. Yes. I was raped. So sorry. Um, We're here to help. Tell us what happened. I was at a music festival. We heard gunfire and everyone was running. I started running and then he grabbed me. He yelled something in Arabic and then he... Oh, and just in case you don't, this is a skit, right? This isn't, this isn't real. This is a skit that was put together. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's obvious, but just in case you didn't know that. So it's very strange after all of this. No evidence... I shouldn't say no evidence, but no proof of any of it and a lack of evidence in regard to the forensics, which is what you would need to prove this. And they keep saying, oh, these people, but, you know, we can't show you them and we can't talk to them and we can't, which, you know, I'm not, there's possibilities that would be the case. But if knowing how Israel doesn't seem to care about the very people that they're claiming to protect on either side of this, I have no doubt that if they needed to, they would trot them out in front of you with no question. Sorry to interrupt you. You said he was yelling in Arabic. Yes. So he, he ripped my pants and then he just... I'm just sorry, I, I just need a bit of background here. Are you Israeli? Yes. And your rapist was Palestinian? He was a Hamas terrorist. 
Okay, just, um, this is a bit awkward, but we can't help you. But I was awake. God, it's just, it's so gross. This is so gross. This is worse than, I mean, this is so messed up that they're like, this is undermining and downplaying what is happening to people. This is not asking for evidence, but car- making it cartoonish, making it bigger. I mean, this is disgusting to me and they know what they're doing. Now, this is the video that we were just showing you. And 12 Ball makes a great point, right? Believe women, unless they were raped by the former prime minister of Israel, of course, right? Times of Israel reports, women says Epstein forced her to have sex with former prime minister Barack of Israel. The point is not necessarily that it was true. The point is, well, if believe women, then why did you not believe her? Oh, that's right, because it's not believe women. It's using that to manipulate people who think they should when you want them to. All manipulation. Now, here is this is CNN report as they're now weirdly trying to like straddle this line, acting like they're real journalists again because everybody sees right through what they're doing. Same with BBC and all the rest of them. I'll show you in a minute the BBC one. This is from this, this Israel, of course, post this. This is from Post on 17th. Disturbing content. It says, it's as if rape of Israeli women does not count as rape. You see my point? Nobody's saying that. They're making it into that. That's like me saying Israel's government is creating crimes. And they go, you hate Jews. It's like, that's, I mean, in somewhere in the world, that's maybe why somebody makes that claim. That's not what most people are doing today. We're saying you're a government and you're murdering people. So when you say, I need evidence to be able to confirm that happened. And they say, you don't care when Israelis are raped. It's it's an absurd, logical leap. But that's why people are seeing through this says the United Nations and others have been silent about the sexual assault and gender-based violence Israeli women have experienced. They haven't been silent. There's no evidence to back up what you're saying. Rather, it hasn't been proven. So why would they float the idea? Well, again, the UN constantly does this. We're getting to a point in a minute where the UN is, you know, the UN is an ever, is a body. And most of it is aligned with the empire, in my opinion. But nonetheless, there are individuals that I argue in any circumstance, whether government or any other international body, that may believe they're fighting for the right thing. The point is, they're saying they've been silent. So my argument would be, if they are being honest about it, it's because there's no evidence or proof to back up the claim. So why would they be reporting it? And even you're saying that. Because you're used to them doing whatever you want them to. These are just a few of the horrific testimonies detailing rape, mutilations, and executions of Israeli women and girls by Hamas terrorists. Okay, well, let's watch. The other day, a member of Congress sent me a clip from back in her home district where a Muslim American leader was attacking her, accusing her of lying because she had mentioned that Hamas had committed rapes against civilians on October 7th. Of course, it is not a lie. It is an ugly fact. Oh, is it? Way to start out strong. I mean, you could argue it possibly happened. But seeing as how Israel's already telling you they have no evidence to back it up, why would you call it a fact? I feel like they're getting pushed back on the other side because, well, CNN undermined the Shifa Hospital story, so you throw us a bone. That's what it feels like to me. Though the rapes have not gotten as much attention as the murders, Israeli authorities have only recently begun their investigations into these atrocities. But sadly, often the evidence has been lost along with the victims. Right. And, you know, the ones that you just forego actual investigation until the week passes, then, oops, sorry, we can't get to it. 
So even what he's showing you right there is a limited view of the reality, which is what corporate media does. A warning, the story we're about to show you contains graphic content, and it assuredly will be disturbing to most viewers. In the aftermath of the October 7th attacks by Hamas, Israel's focus immediately turned to war and to identifying the bodies of those slaughtered by Hamas in Israel's largest mass casualty attack. But now Israel is launching an investigation. All right, okay, so 40-something days later. Maybe, maybe that makes sense. But it does not explain why they wouldn't have done the forensics so they could then have a real investigation now, unless they just didn't want that information included. To allegations of rape and other forms of sexual violence on that deadly day. Israeli police are starting to build rape cases, relying on eyewitness testimony, video, and forensic evidence. Oh yeah? Forensics? That's interesting, seeing as how they just told us that that's not possible anymore. But, you know, go ahead and keep misinforming people. As well as Hamas interrogations. Dr. Kochav El-Kayam Levy, named chair of the Civil Commission on October 7th crimes by Hamas against women and children, points to one reason why the investigations have been so difficult. We'll never know everything that has happened to them. We know that most women who were raped and who were sexually assaulted were also murdered. And it will take time, even in other atrocities, it takes time until the crimes against women are revealed, until survivors even share their story. Whoa, 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 you just went right past that point. So why wouldn't you then do the forensics on their bodies to find out? That, you see my point? That doesn't line up. You just jump over to the survivors. Well, hold on. You just said that. Let me play it again. A warning. The story of rape. Early police are starting to test Hamas in times by Hamas right, against women. Back. Know that most have been so difficult. We'll never know everything that has happened to them. We know that most women who were raped and who were sexually assaulted were also murdered. Okay, so if they were murdered, their bodies are there. That's the point. Unless they were badly burned, which is possibly because of their IDF bombings. Or, I mean, I think is the only reason why. I don't think there was any other examples of that kind of massive firing that Hamas can't be capable of. But so why wouldn't they have done that? Well, they said, because we're focused on the war. So all she's leaving out is that we chose not to find out all this time. And now we may never know. That's what she just said. And it will take time, even in other atrocities, it takes time until the crimes against women are revealed, until survivors even share their stories. Still, see- so, so are we saying that there are survivors you know were raped that you're waiting to talk to, or are you just waiting for them to organically come forward, which means you don't know that they exist? I, I don't know. But everything should be questioned at this point. CNN found witnesses to the atrocities and their aftermath. G, a paramedic in Israel's elite 669 Special Tactics Rescue Unit, went house to house in Kibbutz Be'eri, one of the sites of the worst massacres. Yeah, right. And all the burned up houses you're seeing are because of IDF bombings. So everything in this specific location should be very, very skeptical. We should be skeptical of all of it. He did not want to be identified on camera. Great. So an anonymous person who you're going to see in an IDF uniform, not facing the camera, lists off all the things we're told happened and a lot of it's the same things we've heard from israel so at what point do we start going come on there's an obvious thread to this we don't get to see who it is we're getting anonymized information and it is we were told this and this is what happened but we don't have forensics any honest investigator who's unemotional about this will be like come on there's something feels very fishy about the way this is going forward oh and then we caught them lying five or six times already okay while we're storming through those houses one of 
The doors uh, I open, it's a bedroom. I see two girls, two teenagers, uh, I guess 13 or 14 years old. One is lying. To my point is, anything he's saying right here, we should be suspicious about. Are we really going to pretend like in a government that's actively trying to carry out damage control when a world is starting to see through them would not trot somebody out in the military to say exactly what they want you to think? Or it's real. My point is, if you can't consider that the other option might be the case, you're lying to yourself or that's, you're just not being objective. On the floor, one is lying on a bed. One on the floor, she's lying on her stomach. Her pants are pulled down towards her knees. And there's a, a bullet wound on her, the backside of her neck near her head. Right. These are the same, the same framing we're getting, right? The woman with the shot in the head laying on the bed. So the point is that it's not, it, it's uh, same, same point. I don't have to keep saying it. The point is obviously we don't know how that got set up that way. There's a puddle of blood around her, her head and there's remains of, uh, of semen on the lower part of her back. G says the other teenage girl also appeared to have been assaulted. There's a bullet wound on the upper part of her chest and there's bruises all over her body. What about like the forensics on the bullets? Right? Why wouldn't we do that? Well, because of course, to them, there's no way that it was anybody but Hamas. But somebody might want to know if we can prove that the bullets were from the IDF, seeing as how they've also already admitted that that was at least partly from the IDF. Like, you know how far a government would go to make sure you don't ever fully prove that they killed their own people? Think about that. So, you know, there are two girls that were just killed, executed, perhaps also uh, raped. In their own bedroom. Israeli police say- why, why wouldn't they want to be identified? What are, what, I don't even understand that. Like, everybody has a right to the anonymity, anonymity, but you're making a very bold claim here that's not backed up with forensic evidence, and you just refute... Every example we're going to show you, and actually two of the other ones we showed you from the other article, in fact, from the, the Times of Israel, both of those nurses and even the IDF member that's reporting in front of that shed, they refuse to give their last name. I don't understand that. Unless we're, you know, there's... Clearly, there's something fishy going on. The bodies at Shura, one of a handful of sites where dead bodies are brought for identification, show trauma consistent with rape and assault. So now we're talking about bodies that were moved to this location. So just because they see something that happened to them does not therefore prove that it happened at the hands of Hamas, with all the lies we've seen so far. Morgue workers say these women did not die peaceful deaths. And also, we don't really have a lot of evidence to show even what they claim has happened to those bodies. We get very selective, very limited examples, and some of these images have already been shown to be old or manipulated, like the AI image or the image we just showed you from 2022, right? So how much of this is all completely a wag the dog story? Some of the women came in just with underwear, and the underwear was all- her, her too, Sherry. She's the one I'm talking about. I don't understand, unless she does on this one, why we, we don't get their full information. And bloody. They just, some of them had underwear on that was very bloody. And it, that was very difficult to see also. We also saw most of the people, the women were, were shot at least once in the body, but then they were shot in the head. And they were shot in the head many times. And it often seemed to be gratuitous cruelty, abject cruelty, because it was seemed to have been done just to mutilate them. The women we saw were not just killed. They were cruelly, cruelly mutilated in many parts of their bodies. Women's groups say the... Right. And is that what happened or was it because of indiscriminate shooting that shot up these bodies? Or, you know, I, like th their overlay to it 
and, and trying to tell us how gruesome and, 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 and gratuitous violence, that, that's their opinion. I don't know what happened, and I don't want your emotional overlay to it. I want the facts, right? At the end of the day, we have very limited information to back up what they're showing us. And that makes me uncomfortable. Humiliation women experienced as they were paraded through the street. And the same, you see the same roundabout, same three or four videos over and over. The same woman going into a truck that we can't identify from a person that we don't know where they're from or who they align with or what group they're from. Maybe they're Mossad, maybe they're CIA. Who knows? I don't think that. My point is that we don't know. Nobody's confirmed it. Who is she? Who are the people there? What's going on? Was she sitting in a puddle of blood or did she get raped? I don't know. But the fact that we are pretending we know is so frustrating to me. And that, that those of us asking for verification, yes, of a terrible thing, are somehow being framed as the bad ones. No, it's the people out there pretending to be journalists that are blindly regurgitating what they're told and then shaming those of us that actually care about proving things. Thrown on the backs of motorcycles. and Yeah, that's an IDF member. And we've proven that too. And I guess they've yet to ever care about that. Because they don't want to get into the topic that, yes, IDF members were, in fact, military targets. Because, yes, this is an occupied territory. And, yes, per the Geneva Conventions, they have a right to armed rebellion. Anybody that took an action against a civilian was a crime, and they should go to jail. That's a military person, whether a woman or not, which is a horrifying video. I agree. But still a military target. Degraded either before or after they were killed at the festival. That also constitutes gender-based violence. Yeah. Here's what one Nova Festival organizer told us that he saw. What we found. Now, I believe this is the guy who organized the whole thing, the, the music festival. In the area, on the field, outside the safe zone, there is not a doubt about what uh, our uh, girls uh, went through, the terrorists. We found naked women stripped out without any clothes. Their legs were spread out, and uh, some of them were, were butchered. Israeli police acknowledge that the investigation is likely to take months. Tuesday, police held a press briefing in which one witness said she saw a gang rape. Quote, they bent someone over, and I understood he was raping her, and then he was passing her on to someone else. I mean, why is this reportable to anybody? What are you doing right now? You're relaying secondhand information from somebody who claims they saw something of 40 days later. This is the epitome of corporate media today. When they're telling you we have no evidence to prove what we're saying. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'll say that a thousand times. What I'm saying is it should matter to this journalist that you're just simply relaying secondhand hearsay about a very serious topic. Else. Now, actually, I'm going to read this in the, in the article next. They go over it. It's graphic and disgusting. Chopped off her breast and just horrible things. I think that was generally it in this. Oh, here, let me make sure I don't miss something. I just don't want you to hear him read it off. I'm going to show it to you in a second. It's gross. Part of all of this to these women and investigators, the absence of international outrage. Include right, because evidence matters. To international outrage. It matters to investigations. Apparently not to CNN. Though. A United Nations statement a week after these terrorist attacks that did not mention these accusations at all. As if the rape of Israeli women does not count. There it is. As rape. It's what, where is that coming from? Did anybody say that? So now in journalism, you're allowed to just make a wild assumption and lay that on somebody because you don't like the way they left something out. 
That's childish is what it is. And you're just towing a line for Israel. Much worse than just uh, silence or an insult uh, to us as Israeli women and to, to our children and to our people. It's uh, when, when they are failing to acknowledge us, to acknowledge what happened here, they, they are failing humanity. Why would it be that the international community and the United Nations would be silent about these crimes? They seem to be vocal about so much else. Oh, you're so you're insightful stare, clearly insinuating though you you wink wink, you get it. I'm accusing them of being pro, you know, anti-Jew hate, you know, whatever it is. Like it's just that, that's that's very clumsy. Why would they? Why do you think they wouldn't do it? Obviously, you're insinuating because they don't like Israel, because they hate Jews, or because they're anti-Semitic. Damn it. It just never... These people are grotesque cartoons of what journalism once was. It kills me. Now, here is their written version. I'll show you a couple more points on this. Israel investigates sexual violence committed by Hamas as part of our October 7th horror. It's really, it just really continues to blow me away that we're this far into this and no, I haven't seen one example of them, you know, even, even fine. It was, what happened was horrible, you know, especially when we find out who really killed most people. But over here, you're watching, what is it now? What? 13,000 civilians that have been killed. I don't see them talking about that horror, which is just disgusting. All civilians matter. Israeli police are using forensic evidence. Like first sentence. Oh, are they? You mean the forensic evidence that they don't have? Are we talking about new people here or the same people that a week passed and they don't have the evidence to back it up that they told you? And witness testimony, interrogations, and so on. It says police superintendent duty Katz said officers have collected more than a thousand statements and more than 60,000 video clips related to attacks. Right. So it's just all these different clips of showing people dead on the ground. That's what we're talking about. I can show you right in the, the database they're showing you. Accounts from people who reported seeing rape women. Well, I have seen the same few things recycled. People, there are these people that are saying this. Most of them are IDF members, which shouldn't make sense. You shouldn't be taking blatant statements without evidence from a side that is involved in what's going on. That's just logic. Doesn't mean that they know they're lying, but the point is that people are on a side. They are on the side of Israel, so they're inclined to side with Israel and maybe omit things. He added that investigators did not have firsthand testimony. And it is not clear whether any rape victims survived. So this is all based on complete assumption and secondhand hearsay or hearsay. About 1,200 Israelis, right, bound from 1,400, killed and more than injured that day in villages and farms near Gaza when Hamas militants struck across the border, taking more than 240. Well, again, that's they're saying 200 now and precipitating the current war. More than 11,000 Palestinians have been killed, according to authorities in Gaza. Wasn't interesting that See it, Israel's own statements are saying they haven't shared this in, they're, the they haven't put out all the data about the people and how many and their information and their investigation because they're focused on the war. They keep saying that to media asking. But that's weird. They don't say Israel says, seeing as how you haven't personally confirmed that CNN, but you sure as hell say according to Moscow Gaza, even though the United Nations has already backed this up. But you know, it doesn't matter. Narrative's one-sided all the time. But it says we know that most women who were raped and who were sexually assaulted were also murdered. Well, again, that's the point. Then they let a week go by and didn't choose to find out. She pointed to the United Nations statement just a week ago where they didn't even mention it because evidence matters. Accounts given to CNN detail horrific, almost inhumane crimes. 
A long investigation ahead. Israel's police acknowledge their investigation may take months. So what exactly are they going to find out months from now when they've done the investigation that they can in regard to forensics? What exactly is going to happen unless they trot out people that claim they were raped? But why? I don't think that would be, I think that would be happening now. But it says it seems remains unclear how or where any prosecutions would be handled. Though she noted that some families of dual nationals could seek justice in countries <clears throat> other than Israel, as well as in international courts. You've got to be kidding me. Israeli police. This is in Israel. This is Israel saying, oh, you've got a grievance with what happened? Take it to the international court. You mean the court that you're refusing to acknowledge or engage with because they're accusing you of genocide or historically of apartheid or human rights or war crimes? Yeah. How many times have I told you that they will ignore and disparage the international groups, which in many cases we should, and then the moment that they can use them, they're all about it. I guarantee you, if this was investigating only Palestine, they would be cheering it on. These are dishonest people. It says, and this is, oh, and again, I mean, quite frankly, I don't even want to read it. The point is, it says they bent someone over and I understood he was raping her and passed her over somebody else. They're cutting off her breast and all these different things. It just, it just sounds like atrocity propaganda. I just don't understand the logic in regard to what we see and what has been happening. So they're going to do the most horrific thing you could possibly imagine and then give them food and health and sanitary and medical treatment. I mean, it's, it's possible, like we said, that these were individuals and they did horrible things. They should be accountable for it. But with no evidence to back any of this up and coming from an anonymous person telling you they saw this, why would anybody go along with blindly believing that from somebody who literally just got caught showing you something and deleted it from 2022? Like, I can't get past that, that they would quietly remove it from the website and not mention it, even though that picture has been circulating and still is in corporate media to this moment right now as the evidence that we can see. And they keep selling you, I saw it. I, I, I forgot to make the point from the, 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 the festival, the person that put on the festival. He was talking about these same images. The women with their legs apart, with the underwear on the side. He said the same thing. So now you've got a person who claims he saw it, right? Who claims he saw it, who put on the festival, even though the image is from 2022. So how'd you see it, man? Did somebody tell you to say that? Not a hard thing to ask when we know the image is not from 2023. And don't forget, oh, actually here, and this is one of the parts too. So this, this is actually one of the parts that adds to that same point I just made. Here's a... Defense attorney for Patriot activists, right-wing account. Eyewitness accounts. Palestinian terrorists gang raped the girl, cutting off her breath. Okay, so this is the thing that they're citing over here. So here's the person saying it, which is interesting. That, they, that over here, they're not even getting into it, but here's the person saying this, and you'll find something interesting that stands out. Uh, shot her in the head. And then he actually, this is why I realized I wasn't going to, I didn't want to read it either, but I, this, he play, he says it right here. So unfortunately you can hear him say it. He finished. So he continued to rape her after he shot her in the head. Saw uh, in Kibbutz Re'im, the music festival, he saw two different women lying on the grass, naked from the waist down. One of them had her panties uh, just ripped to the side. Well, look at that. Suddenly it seems pretty clear this person's lying. Right? He's talking about that exact image. We I, could, I don't even want to show. I've shown you a hundred times. I'll do it again. The point is, you now have multiple witnesses who are pointing to this image. 
That's exactly what he's talking about. Okay, so he's pointing to an image we can prove is from 2022. So he either is lying or he was told the story to relay. It's not that hard, guys. I'm not saying that means other rapes didn't happen. What I'm telling you is we're watching a very clear orchestrated narrative being spun either because they don't have evidence because they screwed up or it didn't happen. Now, here is something that will add to that. This is from Haaretz. Only Hebrew edition, though, because they don't want the Americans to see it. Assessment in the security system. Hamas did not know in advance about the festival and recognized it from the air, they claim. That's not the point I'm interested in. It also shows, well, read the whole thing. It says the police investigation found that Hamas planned to reach Kibbutz Riyam, he was just talking about, and another one, and found out about the party in real time. It also shows that a military helicopter that fired at terrorists apparently also hit some revelers for the party. That revelers is in, you know, reveling in the moment. This is from Haaretz, guys. You can't get away from this. They shot their own people. And we can also prove it was deliberate, by the way. Not Maybe not the helicopter pilots, but the idea that they were knowingly shooting at hostages in houses. That was an order. In fact, just for that one point, I'll, get, I'll grab this again. And I've referenced it before, and now I'm kind of making the same point. This is the Gray Zone article, which is all, it's all, it all sources back to Haaretz, uh, Israeli radio, and a lot of other things. But this is the point right here. This is Brigadier General Avi Rosenfield, who spoke to Haaretz. You can read it yourself. And is saying, he entrenched himself in the division's subterranean war room together with a handful of male soldier, male female soldiers, trying to desperately to rescue and organize the sector. Many of the soldiers, most of them not combat personnel, were killed or wounded outside. The division was compelled to request an aerial strike against the era's crossing, the base itself, in order to repulse the terrorists. The point was, it held military personnel inside this location. This has been reported by all sorts of outlets. And then they went on to say that it was caused by Hamas. It's just the most undeniably obvious thing in the world. They're lying about many parts of this, if not the entire thing. And now even Haaretz is now stating as fact that they shot their own people. I don't understand why we're still pretending like this is not questionable at this point. Now, to another story, to show you the ongoing genocide, Israel's government just bombed another school in, again, the the Jabalia refugee camp. Now, this is the Al-Fakura school. And apparently it looks like there was at least 200 people, potentially 200 killed. Now, this is a horrifying video, so just prepare yourself because this is graphic. Well, now it looks like I don't have it, unfortunately. I'll grab it. It really, and remember, we've talked about this according to Reuters and many other groups that have covered this already. Not this specific location, but that they're bombing UN locations and specifically schools that are full of children and displaced people. This 
حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل يا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل خذ النمس وانزل الجراي برا هيهم برا حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل الناس مرمية اه تعال تعال من هان وين بالساحة؟ حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل من الدرج روح ايهم برا اجري حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم. The worst part about this is that you can prove, like I've been saying the entire time, that Israel, that Israel had the coordinates for this. This was a protected location. And the UN and other international groups are very adamant this was not a Hamas location. No tunnels under this school. And by the way, just in case you think that's you know that's what. Well, you know that's arguments being floated on Twitter without even knowing. Probably Hamas, so we don't care. That's the kind of sentiment you get, right? But, let, but don't forget, this is not new. This is an article from 2014, and I could find you 37 more very quickly. The world stands disgraced. Israeli shelling of a school kills at least 15. UN condemns the idea of attack on sleeping children as a violation of international law. Oh, you don't be confused. That's not right now. Every Tuesday for the last 75 years. That's what we're staring at, guys. Kind of being facetious. But the reality is it's it's shockingly common. So it's not some kind of like, well, we don't know. Yeah, they do this all the time. Only now the world is paying attention. So now they make you arguments about, well, it was Hamas and tunnels and so on. It doesn't matter, though, even if that's the case, because it was still a war crime. But it's also not what's happening. As I said, and this is Phil, this is the Commissioner General of the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency, receiving horrifying images and footage of scores of people killed and injured under another United Nations school, sheltering thousands of displaced in the north of the Gaza Strip. These attacks cannot become commonplace. They must stop. A humanitarian ceasefire cannot wait any longer. And I said, Israel just bombed another UN school, sheltering displaced Palestinians in Jablia. 200 were reportedly killed while they slept. That report's been kind of people have gone back and forth the number. The UN gave these coordinates to Israel. They knew what they were bombing, and it was not Hamas. Now, Max also points out, actually, hold on, I thought I had one more point about that. I guess not. Well, overall, oh, that's what it was. I, I thought I brought that up, actually. Hold on, let me, I just wanted to show you that since uh, after this one as well. Make sure you know that even in this event, oh, that's what it was. It's actually beneath this. Oh, no, it wasn't. Maybe not. Anyway, this one. Reuters, October 17th. Just so you could not, I mean, he didn't say Israel in this tweet, right? But you, it's that's what's happening. Even Reuters on October 17th, at least six people killed in Israeli airstrike on a UN school in Gaza. It's not up for debate. At best, you can try to pretend that it's a Hamas stronghold, you know, like the hospital that completely wasn't, they got embarrassed by it, and nobody cares. Even if it was, you can't strike these locations under the guise that you know it's there when you don't, as Scott Ritter's making the point. This is a common tactic, though, guys. They do this all the time. And Max says, in justifying Israel's invasion of the Shifa hospital, 
The Pentagon has essentially, and to be clear, we're shifting into the Shifa focus, not the not Chibuya school, but they're all relevant to the same point. The Pentagon has essentially now admitted that its own intelligence assessment asserting that Hamas military sites are concealed beneath the hospital is apparently nothing more than recycled Israeli propaganda. Sabria Singh, the Pentagon spokeswoman, told reporters on November 15th that U.S. intelligence had, quote, no boots on the ground, nor any intelligence assets capable of independently gathering intelligence from or about Shifa. When asked if the declassified intel briefing asserting that Hamas and Islamic Jihad operate inside the hospitals arrived through Washington's Israeli counterparts, meaning Israel said, she refused to answer, of course. Now, why, would, why wouldn't you just say, yeah, they, they, they relayed to us, that's what's happening, because that means that they are saying they know when they don't. And usually they don't care about that, but they don't. They, I think they're all aware of the world's growing understanding of what Israel's Zionist government really is. It says Israel's attempt to brand Gaza's hospitals as covert military bases is not only aimed at justifying its violent takeover of these facilities, a war crime that was once unthinkable. It is also designed to conceal its ulterior genocidal goal of eliminating the centers of life from northern Gaza, especially the hospitals, which have provided sanctuary and medical care for tens of thousands of displaced people, thereby forcing the population to migrate south toward Egypt. Once northern Gaza is cleansed of its native population, Tel Aviv plans to pressure Egypt to accept displaced Palestinians in tent cities in the Sinai, where they can be then be resettled in the region or permanently scattered across the West. You know, democracy, right? The Biden administration is therefore repackaging Israeli propaganda as the declassified intelligence assessment. So they're lying about it. So you think it's some kind of insightful intelligence breakdown to support one of the great atrocities of our time. A modern day Nakba aimed at the ethnic cleansing of Gaza and consolidation of Israel's system of apartheid as permanent fact of life. We do have information that Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad uses some hospitals in the Gaza Strip, including the Al Shifa Hospital, um, as a way to conceal and support their military operations and hold hostages. They have tunnels underneath these hospitals. Oh, do and they? So Hamas and PIJ members. Can you, can you tell she's reading from a script? Like literally operate a command and control node from Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. They have weapons stored there and are prepared to respond to an Israeli military operation against the facility. Jeez. So this is I'm just telling you what we I'm just as relaying the facts as I'm supposed to say because I'm a complete stooge. The um, intelligence community assesses is happening in Gaza City, how Hamas is using these hospitals to operate. But absolutely. We do not want to see a firefight in a hospital where there are innocent civilians. That's so ridiculous. It's a flat-out lie. They don't care. on the ground, right? That's right. So I take it this intelligence assessment is gathered based on information provided by Israel? Sorry, the this the, what I just read out? That's from our intelligence community. So uh, did you have any assets? So, so, I kind of talk. The point is, he made it clear, you don't have boots on the ground, right? Yes. Okay. So that's coming from Israel, right? <laughs> no, it's coming from our intelligence. But you don't have boots on the ground, though, right? It's like, these people are so ridiculous. Inside uh, Gaza, uh, did you have any assets inside uh, Gaza? In terms you have of no community? assets or so, boots on the ground in Gaza. So there's no uh, gathering on the ground about this. That's uh, right. So you yeah. have no one entering the hospitals to verify this information, right? We have no one, we have no boots on the ground in Gaza. So the question is, mm -hmm. how was that assessment 
uh, <laughs> you know, how did you conclude that assessment based on information received from your Israeli counterparts? Well, I'm not going to get into more specifics on how <laughs> our intelligence is collected. What I can uh, tell you is there are multiple. It's like we're watching Sesame Street these days. It's just ridiculous. Am I the only one? I know I know. once you see it, you can't unsee it. You know, the whole thing. Like, once you realize that the two-party paradigm is dumb or mainstream media is ridiculous, like, it just, it's like you suddenly realize how cartoonish it is. But I feel like it's more obvious than ever. Like, that's a really basic, stupid thing. Just be like, yes, they told us. It's obvious. So we don't have anybody there. So what, you get it from some, some aliens? I mean, it's just really stupid. Agencies, as you know, here within the department and across the administration, multiple agencies that... Um, collect and assess and analyze our intelligence is assessment based on information received from your Israeli counterparts? Well, I'm not going to get into more specifics on how our intelligence is collected. What I can tell you is there are multiple agencies, as you know, here within the <laughs> department and across the administration, multiple agencies that um, collect and assess and analyze intelligence, but I'm not going to go into any further details on how that intelligence is gathered. Okay, so just you, so all you did was say, well, now we've got multiple agencies that don't that aren't there. <laughs> okay, well, none of them have you don't have boots on the ground. Now they probably do. I'm not just I don't even he's probably lying about that. But it's funny that you can say no boots on the ground, and then just go. But now we've got 17 agencies that have no boots on the ground, so that's why we don't know. So clearly, Israel's telling you what's going on. Um, you have no assets on the ground or assets entering to these hospitals to basically confirm the information you're sharing with I us. I will say it again. We have no boots on the ground in Gaza. Louie. I'm sorry, Jared, and then I'll come back to you. Um, what you just read. Yeah. That sounds different than what, it's more expansive than what Mr. Sullivan said yesterday. So uh, am I correct in saying this is new information that you are providing to us? Yep. Yeah. That's correct. New language that is being assessed by the U.S. intelligence community. This is newly downgraded information that we felt was important to get out today um, because there have been a lot of um, questions about the hospital and how Hamas operates. And so it was important that um, uh, important to to get out there for, for you all. And to clarify on well questions here. So this is an independent U.S. assessment separate from the Israeli um, huh. their own assessment, or is this information that they provided to you that then you've analyzed? Yeah, I'm not just not going to get into more specifics on the intelligence. <laughs> I can tell you that this is information that was downgraded and collected by the intelligence community. That's just about the dumbest thing in the world. So yeah, we understand. Israel told you in your report without knowing whatever they say. Yeah, that's nothing new, guys. That's the way it's been. Now again, I'll play you Ritter's outstanding clip about why we already know based on the fact that they are searching and don't show they did not know or hope they'd find or whatever it is. The point is it's verifiable that they just committed a war crime, but that's nothing new either. And also about Shiva, which she was just claiming, we know they have tunnels and they've got everything and they really don't guys at best. It's an old Israeli tunnel that they're claiming is theirs. I've said the point many times. The, they've said that's their command center for like a decade or even longer in public spheres all over the world. So are we thinking that Hamas is just going to maintain that as their central location when everything else is super cloak and dagger? That's just childishly naive. I mean, I don't, I think that's really obvious, but who knows? The point is, even then they went in and ultimately came back and said, here's 11 guns and a truck we found two days later and a laptop. Oh, edit. Never mind. Oh, here's some discs that don't go along with this. Everything about this story seems silly. They go on a 
you don't get to attack a hospital, then go on a fishing expedition to look for proof. That's not how the law of war works. You have to have absolute proof or otherwise the object must be treated as a exclusively civilian object protected under international humanitarian law. As we see right now, Israel doesn't have proof. They're, they're desperately searching for something that can back up the extraordinary claims they made about Al-Shif. It's big, huge command and control underneath there. Bunkers everywhere. Guns, the whole thing. Where is it, Israel? Where is it? The fact that you're looking for it means you didn't know for certain it was there. You're guessing. And therefore, you're guilty of murder, mass murder a war crime. Every Israeli officer, every Israeli civilian authority associated with the attack on this hospital is guilty of a war crime and should be prosecuted as such. This isn't an accident. This isn't a mistake. The law of war is clear and Israel has violated it 100%. People need to get angry. People need to start getting angry. I'm tired of people going, well, we're just going to have a civil civil discussion. Imagine your child dead right now in the hospital. Imagine your mother going in for surgery and dying in the recovery room because she can't get the medical care she needs. It's time for everybody to get angry. Israel no longer gets a pass. This isn't about anti-Semitism. I'm not anti-Semitic. This is about calling out a regime, the Netanyahu regime, as a war criminal regime. And they must be recognized as such and treated as such. I agree. Now, by the way, I forgot to mention in regard to the school, the the school that was bombed, <clears throat> that there's a video going around that I, I to me it doesn't look like the school, so I have, didn't include it today. But I'm seeing more people talk about it. They're saying what it is. It's a video showing an Israeli IDF member speaking on the radio and then showing in his little screen and then bombing a building. It looks like the one they were claiming was like that Parliament building. So I wasn't sure if it was the school, but if that flushes out, there is a video going around claiming that that was the school. So the point is. You don't need that to know that they bombed that school. It's very clear. But that shows that like a promotion of doing so, if that's the case. But here I want to point out what CNN did. This is hilarious. This is uh, Fars Shahabi from Aleppo pointing out. CNN points this. They do a segment that says CNN analysis. Video suggests IDF might have rearranged weaponry at Al-Shifa prior to news crew visit. <laughs> really? Really? That's, that's the discovery? Out of all the things that we can see that they lied about and all of the weird edits and the lie and the, the clear inconsistent claims and CNN breaks the story with they might have put the guns in the different position. <laughs> what did that show you? That show, in my opinion, that's exactly what we thought. They're trying to pretend like they care and walking a fair, a thin line because see, clearly the lobbyists in Israel are going to attack them if they, if they deviate into any area that seems like they, is negative against Israel. But it's like, oh, we we think we're kind of holding them to account by claiming they adjusted the gun positions. I mean, man, that's cartoonish. But I mean, don't let's not forget, see, BBC did their thing right here, which they did make a similar kind of weird gun claim. I found it to be much more relevant because what they claimed was inside the hospital, they're claiming that they added guns in a location that they told them was unmolested. So that's obviously they're lied to as well but it also shows you that the bbc exposed in the shot we got you see that box that pr- that was the boxes you saw them bringing in the same label claiming they were medical supplies but then when they showed bbc they added guns 
took away the box because they knew they were caught, guys. It's blatant. But either way, the point is, I think all of these platforms are trying to act like they see the writing on the wall. They see their viewership plummeting more than ever. And I think that they see maybe maybe even some, you know, allegations of complicity to genocide. And they just kind of, or either way, they just kind of go, well, let's show them like, you know, they're trying, it's, how do I put it? I think it's more important to these institutions as, you know, like the propaganda outlets to continue to toe the line. But at some point, I think they weigh from like an American standpoint then that they need to keep lying to us about other things. So they can't just lose their effort to do so by towing a line that nobody buys anymore. It's not that they care about informing you. I just think it's an interesting thing to think about. That's my opinion anyway. So as we see all this and they continue to lie about it, that's the best they have on corporate media. Now, last two segments to finish here. This is Scott Horton pointing out, and this is in regard to Hamas. This is the same allegation they keep making. Well, actually, you know what? We're about at two hours. I'm going to quickly wrap this and tell you what I was going to go. This, this is apparently the former Israeli intelligence chief who's making the same old argument we keep hearing, right? First of all, he goes, well, you know, we're taking all great lengths to avoid all the, non- the, the, the non-combatants. And I swear, and then literally at the next level, the sentence goes, but you know, they're really non-existent. <laughs> Great. So we're doing our best to not kill the people that we just later tell you don't exist. Got it. So they're all terrorists to you. Understood. The point is, this is the kind of moral equivalence that Scott Horton's pointing out, that all they're really doing is trying to pretend like we're allowed to kill whoever we want because they're all bad guys over there. Well, you know, and the claim he makes is because they all vote for Hamas, right? You know, because they were the people today that are Hamas were one year old, or rather the people that are alive in Gaza today were one year old, the youngest generation, one year old when that happened in 2006. And even then, a lot of them voted for Fatah. And even more so, are you really going to take the line that if you vote for somebody, even if you voted for somebody else, the election goes to them, that you're then literally, don't forget, as Dave Smith pointed out, that's Osama bin Laden's argument. Americans are allowed to be killed because you voted for your government. And that's why now they're kind of hiding all this stuff because they're exposing that that's the same line they have too. And don't forget, they armed, funded, and created them too. And that's likely why they did that. Israel's doing the same thing now going, they voted for Hamas, we can kill them all. Uh, you know, don't forget Dave's other point, by the way, which shows you that Israel has been funding Hamas and they all know that. And that's why they're culpable for what happened. At the, mo- the simplest point that they funded them to use them against the other people and then it blew up in their face and they got these people killed because they funded terrorists. Or they're involved, however you want to look at it. But on top of that, as he also pointed out, the U.S. government and Israel have been funding systematically the most radical elements of the very thing they claim they're fighting of Islam all around the world for decades. Why? Because the moderates of these same locations, who would actually be willing to live in peace with people around them, don't want to work under the boot of these people. So what do they do? Well, they fund the worst of the worst because they'll go after the moderates. And then over time, what do you end up with? This war zone area that they claim is all the fault of the bad guys that they've been funding the whole time. It's just so stupidly obvious. And so that's the point about how we're going to claim all of them are bad because they voted for Hamas. And he'll inclu- he includes this. I'm going to come back to this in a future show, but he has a great article that you should read. Netanyahu's support for Hamas backfired. And it goes over a lot. Intifada, the background story, it goes over the 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 uh, peace process discussions, it goes over the apartheid background, and then specifically goes into Hamas and the overlaps and all the evidence you can have to prove that they're very clearly working, propping them up as, that is so strange that this keeps happening with Times of Israel. 
Probably just me. <laughs> you already know what this article is, but it won't load apparently. My God, that's so crazy. It was up before we started. Let's go to the Wayback Machine just to make it a point. Very strange. I think I'm being, you know, blocked by these platforms. I've already, I think it was Drew, Times of Drew some posts, I think. Remember it said I was blocked by the website? It's crazy. There we go. Still won't load. Look at that. Trying to. Maybe it'll get there. Here's what we're talking about. For years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Now it's blown up in our faces. Not like you need to see that, but for those that are new, this was on October 8th when this went out. The day after what they said was their 9-11, and their first sentiment was, you did this. Either because he funded them and it blew back on them, or because they were involved. Or literally were at a lot, like it, killing people. Like All those sentiments are coming from Israelis in different factions. I think the majority are generally just saying, you funded them, we know that, so you need to believe power. Isn't that funny? Still not there. God, it's crazy. But you know this. We have the Wall Street Journal, right? Help How Israel helped spawn Hamas. Oh, isn't that funny? Look, now they put it behind a paywall because like the first or second sentence says, Avin Cohen admits that it was our creation. <laughs> it's just so funny. That wasn't like that before. It was a little further down. These things aren't by accident, guys. I'm telling you, there's a very clear effort to hide most of this. Now, Ra Raphael uh, Shimonov, who is the one who puts out those hilarious videos about, you know, look, this is a Hamas fan because it's a fan. And then, you know, it's just, just making fun of how they're pointing at benign objects and saying it's a, a Hamas terror bottle. You know, it's really ridiculous. But he says, when you tell me that to trust its testimonies of Zionist forces, like we were just talking about, he says, I say pass. Zionism had Israeli Jews dress up as our Iraqi neighbors and friends to massacre us, fellow Jews. He's Jewish. Why? So that Mizrazi Jews would free, flee Iraq and help settle Palestine homes cleared of Palestinians. And we've shown you this article. Zionist role in 1950s attack on Iraqi Jews confirmed by operative and police report. Also confirmed by a very famous, as you've seen many times, historian. Iraqi Jews were convinced that Israel had a hand in uprooting them. After the 1948 war, there was mounting popular hostility towards the Jews in Iraq. Five bombs exploded in Jewish sites. The series of bombs created a panic which led more and more Jews to register to leave the country. I met an elderly friend of my mother's, uh, an Iraqi Jew called Yaakov Karkukli, who had been in the Zionist underground, one member of his group, Yosef Basri, a very, very intelligent uh, Jewish lawyer, and his assistant, Shalom Saleh Shalom, were responsible for three out of the five bombs. Basri's controller was an Israeli intelligence officer named Max Binet, who was based in Tehran. Very important. I mean, it's not unique to Iraq either. There's a lot of very verifiable history showing you that this was a manipulated entity. Look, we don't, we understand what the Lehigh Party was, or Ergun, which is where it stems from. These are the origins of Zionism in this specific context of the creation of Israel, right? And the point is, they tried to align themselves with Nazi Germany. It's very, I, I did an entire segment on this. Dan Cohen has covered this. So why don't we factor that in and then wonder why Israel is arming Nazis in Ukraine? The Zionist government, not just the Jewish population, we're all they're, we're 
I mean, everyone's being played by the Zionists. Now, I wanted to point this out as well, just to reiterate one point. <clears throat> we recently talked about the Hamas charter from the Jewish Virtual Library. This is updated 2017. Now, I, I guess I, I feel like I said this last time, but somebody reached out and I want to make sure this was clear. Obviously, there's an original charter that was put, I think it was 1980 something, which has been updated many times since then, like any charter, right? Now, first of all, they point the charter they point at to say that they want to kill all Jews and it's about destroying and killing and all of this stuff, which, by the way, I don't even think it says in the original that we want to kill and overtake United States next and all these things. It's just so funny how they're pushing all these things out. But the bottom line is, at the very least, things have changed rapidly since then aggressively, right? So for going all the way to 2006, which is a long time after that, they're voted in, Palestinian and so on. If you believe that's what really happened, I question the fact that that's a legitimate election knowing that Israel wanted them there. But the point is that at that time, it's a long time since then, you could argue that that charter, if that's the point, was influenced by Israel. Obviously, they're controlling funding, and we know this according to Israeli population. So then they go forward a decade more. Two decades more. The point is, we come all the way to today. The point is, in 2017, we have an, a different charter. So you could argue that when they say in the new charter, nowhere, anywhere, and there's a kill anything, that it doesn't say anything about the United States, doesn't say anything about killing Jews. What it says is Hamas affirms that its conflict is with the Zionist project, not with the Jews because of their religion. Hamas does not wage a struggle against the Jews because they are Jewish, but wages a struggle against the Zionists who occupy Palestine. Right? And it says, yet it is the Zionists who constantly identify Judaism and the Jews with their own colonial project and illegal entity. It also says Hamas rejects the persecution of any human being or any or the undermining of his or her rights to, on nationality, religion, or sectarian grounds. And of course they could be lying. This is six, point 16 and 17 of their charter. And of course they could be lying. Of course that could be disingenuous. Same with like things the U.S. government rights or Israel rights. But I don't believe everything they say. But the point is, this has shifted. So if you're going to engage with this honestly, you have to say, here's their charter. Here's what it said in 1983 or four or whatever it was. That's not what they're doing. When Loomer trots out the only charter and reads the things that, by the way, were, I think, either way, the point is the same thing they keep doing. Now, understand that group, the, the people in Hamas are not even the same people they were back then. And arguments have been made that this they have shifted their focus. But I don't know for sure. But what I do know is to not point out that the current charter doesn't say that anymore is manipulative and just straight up dishonest. But being honest, like I did, you can say, well, they could be lying though. And here, and acknowledging that there's a past charter at a time when Israel was influencing this group more than ever that seems to say that they want to kill all Jews. That's the truth. And they could have meant it then and they could mean it now. Who knows? That's honestly engaging with the data in front of us. But I wanted to make that clear that people were asking about that, that they were wondering why they saw a different version. Hope that's clear. Now, generally finishing up, I wanted to point out the hostage point, the Taney point, the prisoner point, the Credo reports. Hamas announces that it has lost contact, this is as of today, with a number of the groups tasked with protecting the Israeli prisoners. And the fate of the prisoners and those guarding them is unknown. Now, this is very concerning to me. Now, one, they could be lying. They could have killed them and whatever else. It's certainly possible. Or they could be lying about losing contact. Those are possible. But what I worry about is that this did actually happen and they have lost contact and the IDF members and whatever's going on, you know, the same ones that we can prove killed their own people many times already, who I think very clearly have demonstrated as the Israeli government that they don't want these people back after refusing four times the exchange where they were offered and then Hamas has numerous times given them up anyway and sent them home. 
I think that they don't want them back because of the two reasons that they'll explain that they were almost killed by the IDF and that they were treated kindly by Hamas, which is what seems to have happened so far. My opinion. So now that they've lost contact, I'm worried about what's happening as they're pushing through Gaza. And don't forget, we showed you yesterday, it's reported by multiple people, even according to the director of the hospital, that they had 145 bodies that the IDF just took. And why would they want 145 dead Palestinian bodies? Well, you know what that can be used for. There could we could see another mass casualty event. Well, seemingly like they don't care about any of the rest of the Palestinians, but suddenly they're going to say Hamas did this in this location, and look at 145 people died. Certainly possible. There's a lot of ways that could work out. Either way, I'm worried about how this plays out. And let's not forget, on the record, this is this was October 14th. Israel, and this is for those people that keep saying Israel didn't deny hostage exchanges. Yes, they did. Israel won't negotiate with Hamas on hostages right now. We'll remove them from power first. Oh, okay. So you're going to keep bombing the entire location until Hamas is gone and then just hope picking through the rubble that you can save some of the hostages. Because clearly that means they care about them first, right? Here is Vice News. Israel wanted ground offensive before hostage deal. This was on November 16th. This was two days ago. Here's what it says. Within days of the Hamas-led attack on Israel that killed 1,400. Again, they're still citing the fake number, the number they've already rolled back. But these journalists haven't figured that out yet, or 240, also wrong. Qatari negotiators had begun to outline a deal to swap at least some of the hostages for women and children held by Israel. Which we all know that they have, and they've admitted to, and they pretend they're all to be, they're holding children. They have for years, some of them without charge. And they, I think they took about 1,200 plus more and more since then, probably, since October 7th. But all we talk about is one side. But it says, but according to regional diplomats and NATO officials, guys, Israel resisted pressure from the U.S. as well as Europe and regional allies to negotiate for hostages until the start of the ground offensive currently underway that has killed more than 11,000, now 13,000 Gazans, Palestinians, and destroyed much of the small coastal strip. It says, quote, it's clear the Israelis wanted a ground offensive underway before considering this proposal. So that means at best, the prisoners were the secondary motive for them. Is that what you want, Israelis listening? That should outrage you. It says, which has been on the table since the first days of the conflict. That's according to officials in Revolve, NATO, and so on. Which means... Hamas has been offering the exchange since the beginning. And Israel routinely says, no, no, we just want to kill you. In regard to Hamas is what they're saying there, removing you from power, but in the process, killing endless amounts of civilians and their hostages. It says, he, oh, and he asked to speak on anonymity, of course, because he'll get called out and probably attacked. The outline of the deal has not changed from the start of the talks. But the Israelis in the past few days do appear more receptive. So they have been the only reason this has been held up from the beginning. And only now, after they've killed, getting close to the number that they pretend how Hamas members exist. Remember, I've told you earlier, they 30,000. 30,000, but they're going to bomb the entirety of Gaza to make sure they get them and kill 2 million in the process, right? So they weren't really going after Hamas. They were going after Palestine. But only now, after 40 plus days, are they going, well, maybe we'll talk about it. You guys should be outraged. And here, again, I've shown you, there's more than more examples. Hamas sets free two more hostages for nothing. Even though they tried to exchange, they just let them go. 
But the, but th does that speak to the character of what they keep claim, claiming they are? I'm not saying it's not true, but at best they're playing a, tra a strategic game by making it look like they're not bad. But it says, but talks held up over the release of larger group. So Hamas sets free hostages and continues to try to release the rest of them for exchange. And Israel continues to hold up the process. That's what's happening. Now, lastly, Kim.com points out a really alarming thing saying displaced Palestinians are being forced through two surveillance containers. It's really, look at how many people we're talking about here, guys. That is incredible. You know how grotesque that is? You know how many people are dying along the way? Starving, sick, hurt, bombed, children. Hundreds of thousands of them just being marched along a desert with nothing. No food, no water, no fuel. But, you know, because they care about them, right? God damn it. And forced through two surveillance containers for facial recognition and touchless downloading of their smartphone data and installation of back doors in their phones. It's just remember how the Nazis forced the Jews to have numbers tattooed on their forearms? He says this is much worse. Pretty crazy claim. Now, Loki points out that all these people that are fleeing, and I keep telling you this too, the lie about the four-hour window the fact that the Israel just said no to the UN resolution about any pauses, they keep bombing them as they march along the way. Over and over. Think about how scary that must be for them. Nobody seems to care that should. Now, this person's one example of a man who followed Israel's instructions to leave his home. He was even holding a white flag, and they shot his son right by his side. It's just so sad, man. Here's another example. Israel shot and killed a child in the occupied West Bank. And when his dad went out to try and help his son, they shot him too. This never stops. This has been 75 years. And then the Israeli army prevented the ambulance from reaching them for over an hour. That always happens too. Here's an example. The technical term is a dick move. What it really is, is just genocidal intent and disregard for their humanity. A lot of that's happening in this country, too, where you hear Arabic words or you hear anything Arabic and you think terrorism because you're disgusting and you don't understand that you've been turned into something that you think is justified because we're pretending those things. Like, it's like the same thing with Russia or any other circumstance, right? That, oh, you, they have turned you into thinking that these people, while they're practicing their religion, means they're bad because absolute morons like Laura Loomer are going to turn you into something that thinks that anybody anywhere who is even brown in this part of the world is suddenly out to kill your family. It's about, it's the largest example of the actual hate that we see in the world today. Or the ones that these very same people have armed and turned against you too. And they point at them too and say, ISIS, Islam, terror. Yeah, they funded them. They made them. That's them. Same people. Here's a small example of what they deal with every day. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and pretend that this is Hamas mosque and that that one stun grenade might actually stop the bad guys from hurting everybody. Yeah, just, just because. That's it. Just because. Because I don't like those people. Right? This is the kind of thing we're seeing everywhere. That's a crime, guys. Those stun grenades can kill people if it's put right next to your face or your neck, right? I mean, those are those can be seriously damaging. There could be children there, women praying. That's all they're doing. My point is with that music, plenty of people are going to go, oh, danger. It's just 
Arabic, guys. Stop being so damn ignorant about the world. I'm not speaking to everyone in the chat, obviously, the people out there that might think that's dangerous or bad just because it's not American or Israeli or European. We need to start learning that these we've been weaponized against each other around the world. Here is an, an IDF member going into a school and just proudly, you know, racing stuff and breaking things on the wall, you know, because those are Hamas certificates in their elementary school, right? Those are those are Hamas whiteboards, right? No, he just doesn't like these people. That's why. Here is Erdogan challenging the German chancellor. Now, I'm very, I, I have a specific opinion about Erdogan and the actions that have happened over the years, but I, I absolutely agree on his stance that comes to Israel right now. And he has been unspoke, outspoken about this, and good for him. Oh, that's right. It's a yeah, sub, subtitles here. So this guy just basically toes the line. Hamas, bad guy, and Israel has the right to defend themselves. Literally. He just says every single talking point in a row. Right to defend itself under international law. Well, the point is, what's, what's so frustrating about that is, well, if you just state that as an absolute fact and there's no caveats, well, then so does Palestine. Right? And if what you're saying is that they can bomb civilians because of what happened, then why wouldn't that apply in reverse? Israel has civilians in their militarized areas. Well, so the point is, neither side should be doing that. Not that both of them, Sam, because the other one is. That, what are we, in kindergarten? It's a crime. You can't just go, you know, broad stroke because you did X, Y, and Z. I can just blom you for 40 days without caring what happens. But these are actual rulers, very powerful people, just reading off what they were written to say. That's scary. Erdogan says, I will speak loud and clear. Because the day October 7th is decided, described as a beginning, the period after October 7th is not discussed at all. As of now, unfortunately, 13,000 Palestinian children, women, and elderly have been killed. Besides, there is almost no place called Gaza anymore. Everywhere is destroyed. They are now hot on Hamas. Can Hamas's weapons and power be compared to Israel's? Does Israel have nuclear weapons? But if you ask Israel, they'll say no. They, 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 will, not, they will not say yes, we, we have nuclear weapons. Because they will lie, they they use lies very well. Besides, he says it's said that so much financial support is provided to Israel. So so is such financial support given to Hamas? No, there's no such thing. Support that must be given to Palestine is not provided either. Oh, and among all these absences, this is very important. Places of worship are being hit. Churches are being hit. With all of this, hospitals are being hit. However, in addition to all these hospitals being hit, children being killed, none of this is in the Torah. You can't do it. You can't do it according to the Bill of Rights. But as seen here, how are these children being shot? How are they being killed in hospitals? Will we stand with our hands and arms tied in the face of, the, the face of these? Will we, will we never raise our voices against this? Our, if our hands, arms, and tongue remain tied here, we can't pay the price before history. Therefore, the Israeli-Palestinian war must not be evaluated through a psychology of indebtedness, as if they've got some right to defend themselves, right? Like pay them back is what they're really saying. And he says, look, I speak freely because we do not owe anything to Israel. 
implying everybody else is being bound, tongues tied because of that, just like the chancellor next to him. If we were in debt, we could not speak frankly. But those who are in debt can't speak without constraint. It's pretty important. He's calling them out, man. It's, a bit, it's an important thing to say because it's true. It's not racist. It's not about Judaism. It's about the Zionist Israeli government in exerting its control over other governments, just like any other government tries to do. It's not unique to Israel. They just have a very obvious influence over foreign powers. And, and in general, oh, and then the other point too, just remember that he's talking about the hospitals and mosques and all that. Really take a step back and think about how many have been bombed and how many locations have been destroyed. Ask Matt Miller how he's, how he's doing on his bomb-by-bomb bomb investigation, right? <laughs> Ridiculously childish. But it's impossible that all of these locations are exactly what they say, in the, especially when the command center turns out to be a room full of five guns. It's embarrassing. Now, I'm going to leave you with this clip because I think it's an important. The title, the headline says, A Masterclass on How to Deconstruct a Clickbait Journalist. I think it's well done. But I'm going to leave you with that. And I will circle back to some of those other points I think I want to get to in general, but I wanted to just still two, two hours, 20 minutes. Dang it. I can't, I can't get it down. I probably could have made that shorter, but I, I thought that was an important topic, but thank you for tuning in today. I think again, it really upsets me that we even have to engage with this sort of critical analyzing of very alarming and very emotional, graphic and terrible things because the only reason we're forced to do that is because they're putting things out without verifying it and then outraged about people that don't blindly follow along. That's suspicious in and of itself as they put out a picture and say, that's the one we can prove. And it gets shown to be from 2022 independent outlets prove saying that's the proof we see right there. How dare you not ignore that image or people claiming that they were there and saw it, even though that image has now been shown to be 2022. How does this make sense? Some level of this, maybe all of it, maybe a lot of it, we're being lied to about. Why? You could decide for yourself. I think it's obvious. I think that there's an obvious element of this that has gone way out of control, whether or not the first part of it was organic. It's a whole other aspect of it. And what's going on in Gaza, I think they're overcommitted. Whatever the reality is, I think they've already decided that they can't pull back now. So unless the world steps in, this is going to keep going. I think that's where we're headed. And at some point, I think it was Loki that made a great point in an interview recently that he argues that the number 40,000, like 30 to 40,000, which is what they claim Hamas members are, once they reach that number, they're going to then call for a ceasefire and act like they're the ones giving in because the world needs to help these people, even though they've essentially achieved their objective, at least the first stage. And understand, as he points out, just like I would as well in Yemen and elsewhere, that every single time this happens, they violate the ceasefire, blame the other side, and it goes forward again. And that's probably what's going to happen, unfortunately, unless we do something about it. I just really hope we can save some lives here, guys, because that's just so grotesque. And I, as I said before, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to get this out of your mind. The, the you know, living through a, and witnessing a genocide, which I think is unique to a lot of people, like not that we haven't seen atrocities, but this level, as I said, as clearly we're all beginning to realize an event that's going to be remembered for a really long time and to actually be what, not just watching it, but being told that it's okay. I mean, think about that for a second. And it just really, it just sits with you. So help me push back, help me get people's attention. It's not too hard guys. I think the most of the world sees it, but we're 
the every one person that sees this and pushes back and stands up and makes a statement and makes it clear that we're only fighting for the reality of what's going on and we don't hate anybody makes it go just that much farther. And I believe they see it. And I think that's why some of them are starting to pull back. And as much as that shouldn't be seen as, you know, good, you're doing good now because they allowed it this far. It's still a positive move that allows more people to see the truth. So thank you for tuning in and supporting what we're doing. As you know, there's lots of ways you can support this platform. Our donation portal on the website, our autonomy program, the links are down below, as well as the autonomy program in general, which you will support us as well, or the Substack, or a buy me a coffee or a subscribe star. All these ways will keep this reporting continuing and our efforts to tell you what we believe the truth is based on our objective reporting. Just share the facts, guys. Share the information. That's all I really care about. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. Oh, of course. And then... <laughs> I don't know how in the world I missed these clips today. Or, or I didn't, and it's right there, and I'll find that out in 10 seconds. But let me get this clip, because I promised you I'd end with it. And then we'll end. And it really, it's just, it's a clip that's enjoyable to watch, quite frankly, of Pierce Morgan getting kind of rant, just destroyed with the arguments about, you know, why this is not allowed and so on, or why, it, why he's claiming it's allowed and so on. But, all right, ending with this clip. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next time. Estimation, they are qualitatively different. What Hamas is, is Can I publicly what it's doing okay. is genocide. What Israel's doing is not genocide. There's a difference between what Israel, you could say both Israel and Hamas have engaged in genocidal and murderous rhetoric. No. And I'll give you an example. No, yes, no, they you, are. No, you can't. Benjamin Netanyahu, no, you, I can't. Just... Is it uncensored or not? Yes. Let me okay, quote, you can say let me, quote, let me quote what the, the Israeli authorities have said. Benjamin Netanyahu, when he quoted Amalek, Mm. The scriptures. What does Amalek say? Mm. It, he, he quotes Amalek when they attacked the Israelites. And what God told the Israelites to do was to destroy every kill, every man, woman, child and livestock. Mm. If I would put it to you, an Islamist leader was quoting a similarly genocidal passage from the Quran. You would not, I would say, I respond? hesitate. I respond? Well, no, no, what we haven't just, no, but you've had Can a lot. I'm going to respond just quickly. Israeli officials said mm. that Gaza will end up being a city of tents with no building standing, mm. that they are that they are attacking for damage, not for accuracy. The agricultural minister, Avidikti, he said we are rolling out a new Nakba. A Nakba is mm. the mass expulsion, 700,000 mm. Palestinians in 1948. Mm. This is why hundreds of genocide scholars, people who are actually, unlike you and I, mm. experts in the field of genocide mm. studies, fear okay. that a genocide is taking place. The difference between Israel Let and Hamas now. is Hamas does not have the capacity to wipe out no. Israel. Israel is wiping Gaza the off the map. Israel could, if they wanted to, kill everyone in Gaza. They decided not to do so that. Is your definition, so not, to be genocide very, is where you want to kill everyone. Sorry, sorry. Your definition of genocide, because in Ukraine, Vladimir Putin hasn't killed every last Ukrainian. Oh, That's simply not happened. That no, 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 he hasn't. And, and nor has he stated no. his intention to do so. And nor, as brutal and barbaric... Actually, actually sorry, to be, to be Vladimir Putin, to be absolutely, no, by illegally no, invading a sovereign country and, and, and no, no, indiscriminately no, no, bombing yeah. anything in front of him... Indiscriminately bombing? ...is ah, waging I'm a sovereign genocide. Wow. Indiscriminate bombing, mm. Gaza, more than two Hiroshima bombs worth have been dropped on mm. East London in the space of five okay, weeks. Okay, let me ask you two questions. No, 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 no. No, you said Ukraine. No, I'm going to have to put this to you. Okay. 15,000 people have mm. now been killed mm. now by the Israelis, mm. estimate, 
in Gaza. One in every 200 people in Gaza have now been killed. Mm. If you were to adjust for population in Ukraine, mm. that would be 300,000 Ukrainian civilians. Mm. 300,000, there's been a terrible death toll. It's estimated by the UN, 10,000 civilians have been killed mm. since February last year. Mm. In the space of five weeks, mm. a country with a much, much smaller population has had a death toll mm. higher officially than that. That in okay. so Can it be that you call that genocide, yeah. but when you have nearly half the entire civilian death toll of the Bosnian war mm. in a country which is twice the size in terms of population, why isn't that genocide big?